It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And now, folks, you are about to witness. The most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bow down to your master. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. Good morning, Gimpy. Good morning. Uh, all right, so we're going to play the one-second game today. Uh, and then we've also got our listeners are awesome. Woo! Jeff Hensley's going to join us from Hensley & Associates. So if you have a question about a divorce or custody, spousal support, 
Maybe you're trying to get an adoption of your stepkid. I, all those things Jeff can help with. Boom. But you've got to send your question over to a show at KMOD.com. And he'll be with us on the air at 9, so you can ask it in person if you'd like as well. Uh, let's see. I don't know if we saw this. Nobody had this on the death pool, but Ben Stiller's dad died. Uh, Jerry? Oh. Jerry Stiller? The dad from uh, King yeah. of Queens, huh? How about that? Yes. Or Jerry Seinfeld's dad. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, no, he wasn't Seinfeld's dad. Seinfeld's dad was, uh, he's a lot taller, and he's a lot fatter, and he didn't have red hair, if I remember correctly. I think he was, I swear he was on. He might have played it like a, like had an appearance on the show, but I don't think he was known as Jerry's dad. He was, he was um, George Costanza's dad. That's right. That's right. And yeah, uh, I knew he was on Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Costanza's mom was like had that weird thin hair and had that doll that looked like her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're on the same page then. Uh, anyway, so he died. He was ninety-two years old. Nobody had him on the death pool, so it's not a thing. And nobody had Little Richard. Mm-mm. It's kind of a bummer because so it's not a thing. I had the conversation of putting him on my list. But I, I love him. I think he's adorable, so I'm bummed. Pump the brakes. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I was going to put we him on We all have list a giant too. list of names that are working on our list when we put this together. <laughs> so I we were all in conversation of having a lot of people. <laughs> yes, but this specific one I considered out loud, and then I was like, oh, God, he's a good buddy. I think he's got more, I think he's got more time left, which is weird because The Heartbreak Kid is on Netflix, and that's like one of my favorite movies, and Ben Stiller's in that, and he, he's his dad in that movie, and he's so cute, and that makes me sad. Does it? I mean, it's it sad. It sucks for him. But does it make you sad? Not like my dad died sad, but I'm like, oh, like that kind of sad. That sucks. It makes me sad for like a second. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's so cute. I'm like, oh, I won't see him in anything anymore for as a cameo. Yeah, exactly. Because he's not doing King mm-hmm. of Queens anymore. That was he's like. He's not doing anything. That was his biggest thing, uh, I guess, later on oh, in the no. years. Okay, that may have been his bigger thing in the last like few years, but yeah. he was in a lot of things, man. He was a he was a big time actor, and I I but for me, like, what am I gonna see? What's it gonna sh- what? I'm not gonna miss any character. You see it, and you go, oh, there's Ben Stiller's dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. How weird would it be that like you and your dad have the same job? Like they're both actors. So like the conversations that they had to like help each other out, you know what I mean? I I mean, I don't know if it's uh that odd. I think it's probably odd for current generations, but for a lot of generations you went into the family business. Mm-hmm. And if your dad's yeah, an actor, you just would- follow in his footsteps. It would just be weird if my dad was in radio and he was like, hey, you need to enunciate better or whatever. Gave me tips. Get off my back, do dad. I'm not right. you. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. He married uh, were... his wife in 1954. Uh-huh. And he uh-huh. met her in his agent's office. She That's died in cute. 2015. 
Oh, wow. uh, she was upset about an interaction with a casting agent. So Jerry took her out for coffee, like to try and like, it's all good. Look at me. How you doing? <laughs> stop short. They got married. That's my move. I stop short. <laughs> Seinfeld episode. <Right. laughs> <laughs> that's how we got her. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. He gets to be with his wife now that she, they're both dead. Right? In nothingness. <laughs> In nothingness? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if there's a heaven or it's just like what happens before you're born. I don't really know yet. We'll all I know I'm find, going to find out, out one someday, day. Sam. Yeah, one no, day we won't. there'll be an no, answer. No, we won't. No, we won't. <laughs> you don't no, we know. won't. Yeah, you'll die. And then you'll know if there's a heaven exactly. or, you know, no, you you're won't. just done. No, you won't. <laughs> Whether it's lights out no, no, you won't. or if there's some afterlife, you'll figure it out. Nope. Nope. <laughs> the moment they'll that just that thing be goes, worm food. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Come on, man. You said it just now. No, but not worm food. I don't like that. You'll just be ashes. Okay. <laughs> That's then you'll sit on someone's mantle. <laughs> right. And be forgotten about until their kid has a party and throws you all over the room. <laughs> or tries to sell you mistakenly for cocaine or heroin. That seems to happen a lot. <laughs> Does it happen a lot? I think, I feel I've read some stories to where uh, <laughs> people were selling drugs or whatnot and, and uh, come to find out it was just ashes of a cremated one. Or they steal the ashes thinking, because it's just a powdery substance, right? Thinking that it's something that it isn't, and then they find out. That, oh, well, that was Gam Gam that I just snorted. I have a couple of rebutes on that. Mm -hmm. One is you wouldn't know the difference between cocaine and ash. You would like I have I have never done cocaine. I've seen cocaine, and I've seen cremated ash. They look nothing alike. Mm. One's white, one's gray. Two, <laughs> and for it to happen a lot, you shouldn't have to use the term, I feel like. <laughs> By the word using a lot. The precedent's out there. Like, it's, there's plenty uh -uh. of it. There's no uh -uh. I feel. I've read enough stories that I can say it happens <laughs> enough. Oh, now uh, you're confident. Well, okay. Yeah, dang right. Now, I can't put a date on it or anything. Like, you know, this was 2017 when I read the story. But I've read stories. It happens enough. People steal things and they think whatever. I get it. Cocaine and ash, totally different. Totally different on the looks, the feel, the touch, even the smell. But the fact of it is, is you're, you're strung out, you're just robbing someplace, you're like, ooh, look, bag of powder. Take it and find out. Most people don't keep their loved that. ones in a Ziploc <laughs> on the mantle. <laughs> most Or people. in a drawer, for that matter. Most people, yes. I'm talking about abundance. No, I think the <laughs> average, I think a lot of people do not keep their loved ones in just the bag, like... <laughs> the urns are expensive, bro. They're not exactly The box cheap. isn't. Uh, yeah, but... They give you the cardboard box. Yeah, that's a cardboard box. We can grab a Sharpie and be like, Dad, R.I.P. 1957 to 2018 or whatever. Yeah. XOXO. I think, <laughs> I think a lot of people either A, do the ash with as they wish, sprinkle wherever, ballpark, motorcycle, tra wherever yeah. it is that you want to put your loved one, mm -hmm. space, or they keep a, some amount in a bag in a nightstand, which is not normally where you would keep cocaine. <laughs> Says you. <laughs> or they Why? buy, they spend the extra few dollars and put it in an urn. Yeah, and then you place the urn somewhere special and have like a thing around it, like where my dad's ashes and in, in his like urn that looks like a speaker is up next to Opa stuff. We have like, I guess like a, a death shelf. Of like death, a death row. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah, kind of. Wow. Kind of. And of like, I have my dad's glasses because I wanted to keep those because he wore them all the time. So I kept those. And then um, we have a bunch of Navy stuff around it. And then on the other side is a bunch of Opa stuff and Jeff's dad stuff. So we've got like a very depressing shelf of all the people that we miss in our house. Next loved one dies. Sammy's like, welcome to death row. Good chunk. Right. Sorry, you got to go to the third shelf. shelf. <laughs> and That's interesting. Because, like, we spread my dad's ashes in Tucson um, in, near the cactuses in the Saguaro National Park. And then I still have some here. So I split them up. See, now that's the benefit to burial versus cremation. I get a cremation's way cheaper, <laughs> right? But if you bury somebody in a cemetery somewhere and they got a plot of land and they got a headstone, blah, 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 blah. You don't have to worry about lugging them around for the rest of your life. Every time no, that's you true. move, every time you do something, you're going to get to worry about knocking them off the shelf. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Trying to dust Firemen's them, clean carry them somewhere, yeah. sure. Yeah, see, you don't have to worry about that with birds. No, it's a box. You can take care of a box easy. Says you. When that tornado, a couple days ago, when we really thought a tornado was going to hit our house, Jeff grabbed my dad's urn because that was important to me to put in the closet with us. I promise of all the things in that house that are important, as hard as this may be to hear. Don't say it then. Your dad's urn is not it. He did that because he didn't want you so upset. Well, there's probably nothing. He's a good buddy. I'm not saying he's not. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing he could have done to make me not upset, except for he made all the decisions so I didn't have to. I think yeah, in, in he's the, a good man. In the heat of the moment, if the house is on fire and you're trying just to gather whatever you can before it actually burns to the ground and you die inside, I feel like the the cremated remains aren't going to be top of mind. Oh, fu- I love it. All right, fun For question. Sure. Hold on, hold on. So here's the scenario. Mm-hmm. You wake up, you smell smoke. Oh, no. You guys jump out your window because, you know, you can't get through your door. Right, it's on fire. Do you want Jeff or a fireman to run in and get your ashes? Not Jeff, a fireman, yes. Because <laughs> he's got the fire. So you'll risk a too. fireman's life. <laughs> yeah, that, you signed up for that, buddy. <laughs> Jeff didn't. Oh. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm okay, let me change the scenario a bit. He has an oxygen tank. He has all the things he needs to jump in and out and get it really quick. Yeah, they typically, though, don't run in for non-alive items. But I need it. (laughs) I would plead. Uh, All right, so let me change the scenario a little bit. Okay. You guys are hunkered into your bathtub or wherever it is when there's a tornado. Closet. You got got the cushions all around you (laughs) to save your life in this traumatic high mile per hour wind event. And you're like, oh, no, my dad's ashes. You, The house is like you hear the, the, the train of coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you go, Jeff, my dad. And yes. Encourage him to go. Yes. You bitch. He's quick. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I'm sorry, so is a tornado. <laughs> I think a tornado is faster than your old man. Just saying. I'm just saying, like, we've already got the couch cushions just like last time. We prioritized. They were coming with us. So, I mean, if I forgot them, then I guess I don't want Jeff to die because, again, there's not much more room left on that shelf. 
<laughs> and I, I, I couldn't deal if Jeff died. That would just be way too wow. hard. No way. I don't have anything like that. If there was a, besides a loved one, of course, that's alive, that I would like risk anybody in the house or not in the house, like a fireman for. Mm -mm. Not one thing. No, any important papers, birth certificates and stuff like that is, you know, locked up, fireproof or whatnot. Anything else is covered by insurance. So let it burn. Maybe a pair. There of pretty much no. isn't yeah. anything I can't get again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boot camp letters, my dad's ashes. Those two yeah. things mean the most. I mean, that would be tragic. That would, but I I don't have anything like that. I didn't go to boot camp, and I have a little thing of my dad's ashes. Mm -hmm. But that's it. I don't... And Where are they? They're in my nightstand in a little plastic container. Looks like a, you get cocaine in. Next to his well, cocaine. <laughs> can I ask why? Did you, you just wanted to save a little bit? No, we were we talked about this on the air. Uh, I'm going to get a tattoo with uh, those put in it, which is pretty oh, awesome. And right, you spread the rest you. of them about. That's what yeah, they've already been spread a little yeah. bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody in my yeah, family, which felt been, odd. Mm -hmm, by buried. the way, getting the no, getting the ash out. Like when I was little, I used to steal quarters out of my mom's quarter jar to go to the arcade. Yeah, it kind of felt like that again. Where I was opening up to get a little bit of dad's ashes to put in a thing uh -huh. to take with me. I felt like I was doing something I wasn't supposed to. Right, like it just felt wrong, even though you're like, who cares? Yeah. I'm doing it anyway. It just felt yeah. wrong. Yeah. yeah. You guys know I have the necklace with my dad's ashes in it. God, his literally his ashes are everywhere. They're on my mm -hmm. sister's necklace, my necklace, <laughs> my other sister's necklace, and... I was not the one to put the ashes in here. Actually, there could be no ashes in here, and I would not know the, the difference because yeah. I didn't want to touch them. I was too sad. Can you so open who did that it? up? My older sister, of course. She took she took care of everything because she, I was the closest to my dad and like the most heartbroken and also you know just a a mess all the time. And so when my dad died, it was it was very very bad. And so she just took over and did all the grown-up stuff for us. Yeah. Then she split up the ashes to go get spread too, right? Oh, I can't believe I'm going to tell this story. Okay, my dad, <laughs> he had... You can't tell Corbin's surprised right now. Yeah, he had... <laughs> right, you're, there's not going to be anything you're going to say that I'm going to be like, no way, that shocks me. <laughs> So he had this cat that he loved named Cat Dog, and Cat Dog died, and got we got Cat Dog cremated. So when we went to Tucson and met up with my bitch stepmom, who tried to you know get us to invest in her company, her new gold company that she was doing. I thought everything was good um, with her. I mean, no, she literally she <laughs> tried to get us to to give her ten thousand dollars because it was gonna you know multiply by ten and we're gonna be able to give you a hundred thousand because we're you know mining gold in Mexico. It was so stupid. Me and my yeah. sister walked well, listen, out. Listen, we you're like, clearly a good candidate, Coach. Right, exactly. Uh, now that you've got this experience, you should totally <laughs> buy in on this wonderful <laughs> investment that she's pitched you. <laughs> Just call him like it. I see him. <laughs> Anyways, so we were supposed to spread cat dog's ashes with my dad, 
in the <laughs> National Saguaro Park so they could, like, be together there. I don't know. But we forgot when we went. Because that day, like, I remember waking up being like, I don't oh. want to do this. We did it the very last day that we were in Tucson. And so we were leaving and packing up. And my sister's like, oh, my God, we forgot about cat dog. <laughs> so we have did cat you? dog's ashes and my dad's ashes. So I think my sister still has cat dog ashes. And we have plans to go back to Arizona to, you know, spread them in the same place. Wait, so you didn't just go, oh, let's go do this real quick? <laughs> no, like we planned it. We had planned to go to this specific place where we've been with my dad before. And like anytime my sisters would come visit from Oklahoma, we would always go to Swarrow National Park because it's dope. And you can take like this trolley all the way to the top and like, you know, have this amazing view. And there's all these cactuses and it's super cool. Well, when we went there, the government was shut down. So the shuttle was shut down. So we all we had to do, we could only walk up the trail and then go make a right, pick our spot, and then spread the ashes there. I love how you told me like you took a right, like I suddenly know exactly what you're talking oh about or where no, the I'm area saying, layout looked like. <laughs> no, I'm just saying we didn't get to go to the very top, and we were like, like a little right. bit upset about it. And then my mom was like, no, now, now he's got the best view because he gets to see everything. Like, you know, from the bottom, you get to see everything, which was very sweet. But then um, we didn't spread all of them. So going through the airport with ashes is like a thing. Like you have to tell them. And this sounds so gross. But we put my dad's ashes in like a Yeti cup. And so, <laughs> but they were in the plastic bag, but they were like in the Yeti cup because I didn't want to take a box just in case, like, I don't know, there was like a bunch of turbulence. I didn't want the ashes to go everywhere. So every single time when we went there and back, they like opened them up and was like, what is this? I'm like my dead dad. What? We didn't have that experience at all when we traveled with my dad's ashes. It was a thing. We literally carried the bag. It wasn't a thing for us. Literally, well, we carried the bag, and they went, oh, okay, these are clearly ashes. Well, that's because mm -hmm. you didn't put it in a Yeti cup, Corbin. You had a probably. That's right. That's totally suspicious <laughs> AF. <laughs> you smuggling. No, but, like, I didn't want to, like, put it in a box just in case, like, you know, my head goes crazy, and I'm like, there's going to be a, you know, crazy turbulence or something. The bag's going to rip, and I'm going to have ashes everywhere. So I want it in the Yeti cup, and it'll <laughs> all be clean What violent flight are you on? The one in Duh. my And head. there's a hole on top of a Yeti cup, and the lid can come off. Yeah, but I just felt like that's where and it was And you drop Yeti cups all the time. <laughs> well, I know, but they're so durable that that's fine. So we put them in the carry-on, and both times they stopped us, and we had to, like, pull them out and be like, these are you know, cremated ashes. But to them, they just see a Yeti cup with some kind of powdery substance in it when it goes Not through. liquid. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. When it goes through the thing. So they may just open it every time. And at that time, I was not able to really even talk about my dad without getting emotional. So I was like telling the TA agent, whatever. I was like, it's, <laughs> it's my dad. Yeah. We're going to spread his ashes. <laughs> They're like, oh, God, go. Just get out of here. Just get on your flight, please. Leave Arizona forever. 
Uh, all right, we got to take a break. We got news quickies. We've got the one second game we're going to play. Plus, Jeff Hensley is going to join us from Hensley and Associates. Your questions about divorce or custody, or uh, maybe you want to hold someone in contempt. I don't know. He can help with those questions. Get those questions to a show at KMOD.com. We'll take a break and we'll be back. Tulsa's morning show continues next. The Big Man Morning Show on Tulsa's Rock Station 97.5. KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS. Then what you want to say to 82945. Let's go ahead and do news quickies. It's time for news quickies. World news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? Now here's Corbin, Kempe, and Sam to fill you in on what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show in 97.5 KMOD. Honey-stealing, cow-chasing bears nine months on the run comes to an end. <laughs> so this this naughty-naughty bear, his name is Hippalion, and he's three, and he was finally caught in northern Italy after causing havoc with a series of mis- mischievous antics, including shaking a caravan, crossing a motorway, and, you know, chasing livestock like cows. The brown bear's incarceration has enraged animal rights groups, through Papal- though Papalion may take comfort because they found him a companion named DJ3 on his return to his enclosure near Toronto, but his remarkable run for freedom from the site he was at involves scaling a 13-foot electric fence charged with 7,000 volts. Damn. Not a good bear fence. Naughty bear. No, apparently not. What, 13 feet? Bears are scary AF. Yeah, that bear is a naughty, naughty bear. He just wanted to get out of there, wanted to do bear things like get honey, chase cows, you know, have fun crossing motorways. He just wanted to live his life. And they're like, no, sorry, you got to come back to your enclosure. And now we have an arranged marriage for you with DJ3. (laughs) (laughs) Why three? Did like the other two DJ bears die? And they're like, I guess we'll just call this one DJ3. I don't know, because his name is Papalion. Like, he gets a regular name-ish, Well, uh, and where in she the gets world, a robot name. Where in the world is Papalion a regular name? Well, I'm just saying it's it's not a robot name. DJ3 is an, a robot name. Right, like C3. Papalion is something I can see a bear being named. That's like, okay, that makes sense, whatever. Adorable. I could DJ3. be wrong. I've never lived no. in the wild. I don't think mm-hmm. a lot of bears have given themselves names, or they name their friends. You know... <laughs> I think I've seen enough Disney movies to know that they communicate in one form or the other and they give each other names. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Man man hits patrolman in the face with a crack pipe. So this cat gets pulled over 11 o'clock at night. He doesn't have a tag light on. Okay, so they go ahead and stop and find out what's going on. Well, this guy, Derry West is his name. Uh, he uh, sees the cop from the, the driver's side walking up, and he's like, oh, crap, i got to get rid of this crack pipe. So he just tosses it out the passenger window as the one officer is approaching from the driver's side. Well, what he didn't notice was there was another officer approaching from the passenger side. And as Derry here tosses the crack pipe out the window, it goes and hits the other officer right in the face, dink, and then hits the ground. The officer's like, um, can you explain this to me, sir? That's when Derry told him that it wasn't his, of course, 
that it was a friend's and he left it in his truck. Well, they ended up popping dairy there for attempted tampering with evidence, tossing it out the window, and possession of paraphernalia. Not the first time, though, that dairy here has been in trouble for the crack cocaine. Apparently, a couple years back in 2018, he got picked up on a bunch of different warrants, and as he was being processed, a crack pipe, a glass pipe, fell out of his waistband, hits the ground, shatters to pieces, and that's where he tried to, you know, stomp it into teeny tinier pieces, and then he ended up getting popped for bringing contraband into a correctional facility at that time. Can you have plastic crack pipes? Sammy, I got a question for you. How do you smoke crack? <laughs> I don't know. Always, I can't walk with me on this one, Sammy. How do you smoke crack? I don't know. Okay, well, I mean, I how think do you, you smoke it like weed. Like you're right. It involves what? There's in one, a pipe. I think is the word he's looking yeah, for. There's one element that you really, really need to smoke anything, which would be a pipe. Drugs. Fire. Fire. In order to smoke something, oh. you need fire. Okay, and drugs. Oh. Yes, you need those. So it and would the melt pipe. it. Yes, exactly. And you probably get one really good hit out of it, but dunzo after that. Okay, that makes sense. You know, I was thinking Fire. they do weed edibles. Why don't they do crack edibles? Have you ever tasted crack? Have you ever tasted cocaine? Can't say I have. See, that's that's the problem. <laughs> I mean, weed doesn't exactly taste delicious. It doesn't enhance the flavor of food. Yeah, that, that is the, the that is wrong in itself, right there. Okay, weed does enhance the <laughs> wow, flavor okay. of the food, but crack and cocaine—it's very bitter. It's very tart. It's not something that you. Yeah, would, but okay. No, hold on. Coke, mm-hmm. you rub on your lips. Mm-hmm. You know you. Do that thing mm-hmm. to numb it up. Yes, and exactly. For that so reason and that reason you, only. Yeah. So I, why don't they make like, I mean, not that I want people to be able to, you know, do cocaine or crack easier, but why don't they make like, like you know, crack cubes? Like they sugar cubes, just make a crack cube and just, <laughs> just swallow see, it. See, like Tyrone Bigums out there just licking a little square of crack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the chemicals that's in it. All right, marijuana is just one hundred percent from the earth. All right, unless you're putting you know pesticides and stuff like that on it to to keep the bugs from eating it. There's no outside uh, chemicals that are put inside your marijuana plant, your cannabis plant. But with crack, with cocaine, with methamphetamines, with, with <laughs> All that, there's so many different chemicals, it will eat holes in your stomach. That's basically what I'm trying Again, to say. Again, our resident drug expert, thank you so much for coming through for us this morning. Careful convict. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Who's been convicted? Hmm? Trafficker. Pablo. Effing Pablo. all three. You got something to say, El Chapo? Doesn't matter. You're, you're, getting, you're getting stuck on the details. Police catch criminal after he passes gas while hiding in the woods. So this happened in England. They were chasing a man into the woods as night began to fall. The 35-year-old suspect was wanted for failing to appear in court when he tried to flee from officers by running into the woods and apparently hiding behind a bush. He may have made it except for one thing. He apparently was quite flatulent. One of the pursuing officers couldn't resist cracking a joke saying, I almost was out of win running, but luckily... He still had some. I heard him let oh. one rip, and I followed the noises to the bush. <laughs> come out, come out, wherever you are. <laughs> it's the fine detective work of that police force. <laughs> They'll never catch me in here. <laughs> His new nickname is Stinky or Mouse Squeak. <laughs> or the dog did it. Right. Wouldn't me. 
<laughs> right. All these stories are on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMMS69. Tulsa's Morning Show is coming right back. The Big Mad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Before we get to sports, I just want to bring up that Microsoft has made an advancement with all the people working at home. They have enabled a feature on email to make our lives better. Nice. How? What do you think it is? I don't know. If it automatically pops up, I'm going to be annoyed. What do you mean? What do you mean? Automatically pops up. What automatically pops up? Like if I get an email and it just takes over my screen and it's like, oh, you've got, you know, something from Kate Spade has a new purse you might like. Like it just pops up. I want to be able to go to. So is that a problem? Read. So this stops something. So what would it be stopping? Oh, it stopped something. Mm. I don't know. Oh, maybe spam? It already has a feature for that. <laughs> it sends it to oh. a different folder, right? <laughs> yes. Gimpy, what do you think? Uh, lag time. It's like it's going to stop your internet from lagging out because you got so many uh, things being used on your internet that will like, lag down your computer or whatever. Maybe they figured out a way to stop that from happening. Neither one of those correct. They're rolling out the new Reply All Protection for Office 365 and Exchange. It's designed to prevent email storms when hundreds of thousands of people start replying to an email thread after someone forgot to BCC everyone on a distribution list or something like that. The new feature will mostly benefit large organizations. We get that all the time in our company. I hate it, and I hate that I've even fallen victim to it unknowingly. (laughs) Right. So I'm very happy about that. Excited. <laughs> uh, balls to the wall sports. Let's do it. Fans have been wondering whether or not there will be college football played in the fall. And here's what the NCAA president says. College athletes are college students, and you can't have college sports if you don't have college campuses open and having students on them. NCAA President Mark Emmert says you don't want to ever put student athletes at greater risk than the rest of the student body. That doesn't mean the school has to be up and running at the full normal model, but you have to treat the health and well-being of the athletes at least as much as the regular students. If a school doesn't reopen, then they're not going to be playing sports. It's really that simple. Seems pretty simple. Uh, I, well put, again, sir. Blah, 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 blah. It's just words. Like, we don't want to put student athletes at greater risk than the rest of the student body. Yes, you do. You put them on a plane every Saturday or every other Saturday or three times a week when they play basketball. Right. It's at a more yeah. threat than people who don't do anything. I honestly think that college uh, football players should be paid. Uh, all of them? Yep. One could say. How do you pay all of them? Mm-hmm. Well, 
I don't know. Find some funds. I don't know. Take out the bushes in your Find your some campuses. funds. Yeah. No, take okay. out all the bushes in, in your campuses or your stupid statues, whatever. Take those out and then pay them because I know that, you know, a year and a half of college I failed out because it was hard. So I can't imagine having to be a football player and passing all my classes. Oof. That's a job. It is. It is yeah. work. Yeah, sounds like it sucks. Yeah. You could say they're getting paid. They're being compensated with their education. I know it's crappy pay, but it is what it is. Cool. Enjoy <laughs> enjoy your whatever, your cool. fine arts degree. That will get you so far, says me. You have That's a fine arts degree? <laughs> well, I have an associate's. So I don't you have an you associate know. fine arts degree? Yeah. Well, no, it's an associate's in communication. So, how did you get you to can, fine arts? You can see where that worked out—the communication. Because that's part. The, well, that's what that's what, that you that's what I chose. You know, you have to be like in business or whatever, and it was fine arts, and then communications was in fine arts. So that's how that happened. Well, I have a bachelor's degree in broadcasting, not a bachelor's degree in fine arts of broadcasting. Yeah, well, well I don't have any degrees at all whatsoever. Right, and look at us. Out, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's Balls to the Wall Sports. I'm Stephen Sam on 97.5 KMO. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. And we've got uh, the one-second game we're going to play coming up. Plus, Jeff Hensley's going to join us. We've got our listeners are awesome. And right now, though, we are going to do best and worst of the weekend. What's the best thing that happened this weekend and the worst thing that happened this weekend? Sam? The worst was probably doing the grown-up stuff. I had to go get a driver's license and my tags, which were more expensive than I thought they were going to be. And so... Huh? Because aren't they this? The aren't they like ninety five bucks or something? The tags or the well, license? Well, I had to get both. Well, I was talking to Corbin because I thought like the renewing of the license was only like twenty dollars. You go down tag agency, they take your picture, twenty bucks, you go have a new one. Thirty. Yeah, I thought the driver's license was like thirty or thirty five, um, but tags are like sixty five, ninety five, something like that. Like. Well, I didn't know that if your car is newer, they're more expensive. I thought that it was just the same tag price for everybody. Pause, 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 pause. Have you not tagged your purchased car? No, I did. Like last April, I went by myself. And then I didn't know that if you use your credit card, then they charge you a bunch extra. So I went to the ATM and I pulled out like 500 bucks because I thought it was going to be super duper expensive. And so when me and Jeff were going together, because his also expired at the same time, he was like, oh, let's stop and get cash so they don't charge you to use, you know, your card or whatever. And I was like, um, how much should I get out? Because last time I was wrong. He was like, oh, you'll be fine. Just get out a hundred bucks. And it was not that. It was I think it everything altogether was like one seventy five, and I just think it's kind of rude that if you have for a both your car, cars, no, for my car and my driver's license, that's how much it was. Huh. 
It's yeah. always, it's always so been that was, like that. In my experience, a newer car is always going to be more expensive to get your tag on it. Even even if you're just renewing outside of just purchasing, it's always going to be more expensive mm-hmm. than an older car. I don't know why? why. I don't know why. I don't know the science behind it. I know it. when you initially tag your car, yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And after that. But you're... And I guess maybe on the value, but we just did my wife's car and it was ninety dollars. Hmm. Which still well, isn't I'm just bad. telling you, mm-hmm. yeah, which I ha- what I had to pay, and which I, I was not that sucks was not expecting. So, anyways, I had to use my card, and they charge you more to do that because I only brought hundred dollars cash with me because I thought it was going to be less. And then I also I, I really did think it was rude that just because you know you have a newer car, they got to charge you more. Like, I already paid a lot for the car. You think I have more money to pay for the tags? I'm tapped out. It's a new car. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, um, the best of my weekend, I had a couple. Jeff bought me a Fitbit, which is so exciting. And he bought me the band, like a, the one that I want, like this rose gold band. So, that was super dope. I'm surprised you didn't get an Apple Watch. I thought you would have loved that. Nope, we had this conversation I just want something small. I don't want the big fat one. I just want one to tell me, like, when I sleep and my heart oh, rate. Oh, poor Jeff. <laughs> I, I don't – I like to wear, like, bracelets and stuff, and I think Apple Watches just look douchey. Sorry. I don't like it. So, n- no, I, I just I, – It I doesn't bother like... me. I think women that wear bracelets look douchey, so it's okay. Yeah, I mean, and, it's fine. I Yeah. And toe rings. Toe rings. Right. Yeah. But I I have my phone with me all the time. I don't need a I don't need a watch to do that. So I just want one to tell me about my sleep and my heart rate and you know that stuff. So he got me that and that was awesome. And then I also went to see my friends who have the two adorable babies, like little twin babies. So I got to hang out with babies this weekend and it was awesome. Nothing makes you feel better than hanging out with two adorable, chubby, chonky, seven-month-old babies. Yeah. Maybe they're infectious. Oh, no? I'm going to say those crispy treats that I had this morning make me feel a whole hell of a lot better than (laughs) two two chonky babies. But hey, whatever. Uh, There's me a couple times I've been wondering if you're sleeping. (laughs) Yeah, he's stupid. (laughs) Best and worst of the weekend, 918-460-KMOD. Gimpy? Uh, best part of the weekend, I finally... Oh, you just hit to worst, because we already know what best is. Right, right, right. No, I finally yeah, got best my... best was this morning. This morning. <laughs> when Woo, you I... got your marshmallow I... treats. I'll actually stay awake through this segment, though. Best part of the weekend is I got my saddlebags mounted Ooh, to gosh. my bike. Mounted to my bike. Um, they're not just flopping around anymore mm-hmm. at all whatsoever. So that was cool. That was the best part. The worst part of the weekend, I was stuffing my fat face yesterday with uh, brunch. Ugh. Yeah, bacon, egg, sausage, and my brother made some avocado toast that was goddamn delicious. So I'm stuffing my face with it so fast, I bit my lip. I don't know if you can see it from there. But it started pouring out blood. I couldn't get it to stop. But did I make an effort while I was eating? No, I continued to eat and eat the blood. Bloody avocado? Yes, yes, it was disgusting yet delicious all at the same time. So... That was the worst. Was part. that part of Mother's Day for the uh, for the girl? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Got up, made brunch, whatnot. So you know, had some mimosas. Your brother made brunch for your. We both calmed down, bro. We were both involved. You said your brother. I'm just going off what you said. He made the toast. He made the toast, and he, 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 you know, I was in charge of the bacon and the sausage and the eggs. He made the toast and the avocado. We got this figured out on the team, right? Because usually it's all of us that work together. But we gave her the break. We gave Taters the break. She's Taters. I'm bacon and eggs, and my brother's fancy toast. That's our group name right there. That's our like code names. So he. made fancy toast. I took care of my part, and then she took care of the taters because she felt like she had to. We're like, you don't have to. Listen, tater, you ain't got to. Well, I know it's my job, so she was in on it too. I love avocado toast. I don't care how douchey that makes me sound. Put cr- <laughs> chunks of cracked pepper on oh. it, and then chunks of uh, kosher salt. Oh my gosh, dude, dude! We got this loaf of uh, everything bread. It's like French bread. It's like an everything bagel, right? But it's French bread stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. So we took that and a slice of cheddar cheese, put that, stuck it, and after we basted it in like olive oil and stuff, put it in the oven, let it toast up. He's making all this, you know, avocado <laughs> with the different stuff in it. You spoon yeah, that on get top, em. and you're just like, get him. <sighs> So delicious. That sounds amazing. So delicious. Hence why I've got this giant fat lip because I couldn't stop chomping long enough to get it in there. Yeah. Well, good news. It didn't uh, mess up that tattoo on your inner lip that says nut tray. <laughs> hey. <laughs> supposed to say ashtray, but what else? I don't know. <laughs> Did you get your girl something for Mother's Day? Uh, yeah. Got her a bottle of Don Julio. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise known as mommy juice. That's right. <laughs> Best and worst of the weekend, 918-460-KMOD. So the worst was you biting your lip? Yep. Uh, All right, so my best was we had an awesome Mother's Day. I made a bolognese that simmered for like 10 hours on the stove. It was so ridiculously good. And I made an olive oil cake. I had never done any of that before, but it was so good. So uh, I uh, spoke my wife's love language with uh, food, and so I I love languaged her brains out yesterday. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the worst part of the weekend would be that uh, we did grocery pickup, and I never go like right when you do the grocery pickup time at like you know if your time's at eleven, I don't go right at eleven because everybody that had the eleven o'clock one is right there. So I always try to go like at eleven thirty, eleven forty, like right at the back end of it, right? I sat in my car for 25 minutes wow. waiting for them to bring me my groceries and it wasn't even packed. I was going to ask. And I was like, I could have went in and done my grocery shopping yeah. in this time, but uh, it's no bit, you know, bit lip, but. But did you bleed? Hmm. Right. I did not bleed. <laughs> you are right. That's going to start being our rebuttal for worst of the weekend. Yes. But did you bleed? I like it. <laughs> Best and worst of the weekend, 918-460-KMOD. And it looks like uh, Connor is on. Hi, Connor. How are you today? Hey. Good morning, Connor. How's it going? Good, man. What's Um, the best and what's the worst of the weekend? uh, My brother came in town from Texas, and uh, we went to the lake, uh, played a little bit of golf, and rented a cabin for my wife uh, to stay up there. Just a little weekend getaway for the from the kids, just relaxing. And, and so, what's uh, the worst? The worst, the worst would be uh, I kind of quit my job today, but I 
got a better job, pays more, and uh, so it's kind of best worst right there. Well, that's that's pretty great. Did you quit because you just decided not to go in anymore, or did you quit because you didn't I, uh, like them? It was all the way in Jinx, and I live in Coweta, Broken Arrow area, and uh, I just kind of put in a application on Facebook, just shooting it out there, and uh guy called, I messaged me back, told me to come in one day, like the other, last week, and uh, said that he wanted to hire me, he wants me to be a lead, I'm an electrician, so he wants me to be a lead and have a work truck, so, I could, and it's closer to home, so I cool. couldn't pass that up. That's awesome, man, congratulations. So when do you start that new job? I started this week, so this week is so I'm going to turn in my uniforms to my old company and then start tomorrow. Right on, man. Well, congratulations. I hope everything goes well. I appreciate that. I've been listening to you guys for right. a very long time. It's first time caller, so it's just pretty cool. To talk right to on, you. man. Well, Love thank you, buddy. We'll have a great week. It sounds like it's going to be awesome. All right. You too. Thank you, guys. All right. See you later, Connor. Let's go to Donnie is on line two. Good morning, Donnie. Good morning. Um, the worst what's the best and what's the worst? Okay, I guess the best part would be after four seasons, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the morale mushrooms, but four seasons now we've hunted them, been de-stung and wasp chased and skunk chased and lost. And uh, Finally, a friend of mine called. He had a couple, so we got them, we fried them up and tried them out. I guess the uh, worst part of the weekend was I realized that after four seasons of hunting them, I really don't care for them much. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Play weekends wasted. Lots of hours stomping around the woods and getting poison ivy and ants and swaps. Oh. Yeah, so that's uh, best and worst, I guess. So are you just done with hunting altogether? Um, I don't know. I might... The hunt was fun, but the, the taste was horrible. So I, I might help friends if I run across them, but as for me, for myself, I'm probably not going to try them again. So you've been hunting mushrooms all these years, and you never found any until just recently? I didn't find it. My friend did. Uh -huh. But, yeah, they're kind of hard. They're a hollow, spongy-looking mushroom. Okay. And, uh... They're, they're different. They only pop up certain times of the year. So, you know, look during the season and you, hunt, and if you don't find them, the season's over before you know it. Yeah. And what kind of mushrooms were they? They're morels. Oh, yeah. Dude, morels are awesome. I didn't care for them much. Maybe we fried them up wrong or something. I don't know. No, I don't think you're alone, man. I think a lot of people don't like them. But that's awesome that you, you know, at least now you know you don't like them and you don't like hunting for them. So scratch that off yeah. the list. Move on to the next thing. Do other things on the weekends. Right on, man. All right, buddy. We'll have a great week. All right. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> See you later. I mean, I feel like that's two giant jumps, right? Like for mushroom, poison ivy, yes, there's a little bit of danger, maybe a wasp sting mm -hmm. to potentially being swept away from a tornado. I feel like you're jumping pretty big there. I'm just saying that the tornado chasers, they seem to have a lot of fun. Like, they post pictures all the time. It's, it seems exciting. I want. I, it's, not, it's not something I want to do. I'm just giving him advice for another hobby. Right. 
I, I, I know we have a lot of storm chasers that listen to us, and I have this theory mm-hmm. about them when we watch them on the television, and they're like, all right, let's go to storm chaser Frank, right? And Frank's like, I got a lowering here. It's starting to develop. I think we're close. I think ultimately a storm chaser's only purpose is to chase a storm, right? That's it's in the title. Mm-hmm. So like they almost always want a tornado. So like the tiniest hint that it's turning into a tornado, they're like, it's developing. Here it is. Here we go. And you're like, ah, I don't know. Uh, best and worst of the one. weekend. You want to see, you don't want to see one. I don't want to see a tornado. No. Mm-mm. No, thank you. I mean, I don't think I want to see a tornado. I wouldn't mind seeing it from a distance, like a couple miles out. But just being up close sure. and personal and in one, that's where I'm good. I'll take your high Experience winds. Experience one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your high winds. I'll take you, you know, your, your debris flying by two miles away. To be right there on top of me. Mm, good, good. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. This says best of the weekend. I finally got my St. Bernard puppy back after she was in the vet hospital for two weeks from hernia surgery. No. Worst of the weekend, having to keep a four month old puppy calm. Oh, dang. Yeah. That's gotta be tough. I'm curious to the bill. For real. Nine, seven, nine, three. Tell, I want to know the bill. Text us back. How much? Oh, Ooh, that's easily over 10 grand, seven grand. You think? Okay. You think? Two I mean, weeks. Two well, weeks pro- well, two weeks is. Pr- I mean, they weren't doing surgery the whole time, right? It was probably right. like IV and probably just monitoring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's all the overnight. Yeah, I'm saying seven. Food. Okay, I could, I could see it. Uh, best happened on Friday. My wife's two-year scan came back, still cancer-free after 30 months. Woo! Worst of the weekend is that the worst. The worst is uh, sorry. Worst of the weekend is that the weekend's over. Uh, best me and my wife told our moms that we are pregnant with our first kid worst oh my I stuffed God. the crap out of my toe oh that sucks uh, that's wonderful on mother's day that's so cute yeah <laughs> feels cliche right like getting married never on valentine's care. day or getting engaged you'll never valentine's top that mother's day ever again so you're going to have a best of something in your life. Why not it be that? I'm just saying from a standpoint, like you've got to. So you're saying as long as you do get one good birthday, Jeff never has to try again. No, but like I can have an, I've had amazing birthdays, like one particular birthday here that I had so much fun. But then there's others birthdays that were also great. Not as good as that one, but they were still fun. Uh, best and worst of the weekend, best celebrated my graduation. Worst didn't get to celebrate being one week married. Hmm. Why would you celebrate one week being married? Yeah, just have sex. Yeah. (laughs) No, they're married. Didn't you hear? Yeah, that stopped. As soon as she said, I do, that means I don't anymore. Right. Or just missionary. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. Best and worst of the weekend. You can send it to us if you want. Uh, we're going to play the one second game when we come back. Tulsa's Morning Show continues next. next. The Big Man Morning Show on Tulsa's Rock Station 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 
918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Now, we're going to have Jeff Hensley join us here soon, and we're going to play a game. Uh, we're going to have Jeff Hensley join us soon, and we're going to have him answer questions about a divorce or custody or any of those things you're dealing with when it comes to family law. Uh, but first, we got to play a game. going to play the one second game one second of a famous television show's theme song if you name it correctly that's how you're going to win so 918-460-KMOD 918-460-KMOD let's go ahead and get our first contestant on the line when they're ready there gimpy gotcha good morning you're on the air what is your name steve steve how are you sir all right how are you I'm good, man. One second. Famous television show's theme song. You just got to get it right. If you do, that's it. You ready? Uh, All right. Here it is. One more time. What is it? Uh, X-Files. X-Files. Not correct. I'm sorry. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Steve. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Shauna. Shauna, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. Let's go ahead and play the clue. Okay. Let's do it again. Ooh. What do you think? Oh, it's like a creepy show. Unsolved Mysteries? <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries is incorrect. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Thanks. Thanks so much. Uh, good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Travis, what's up, Corbin? Travis, I'm good, man. It's good to hear your voice, man. Travis, uh, we'll play the clue. You can give your guess, okay? Okay, let's do it. What is it? Off the wall guess. Murder, she wrote. (laughs) Murder, she wrote is not right. I'm sorry. (laughs) Have a good day, guys. All right, buddy. See you later. All right. Bye-bye. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? My name is Donnie. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Let's play the clue. What I'm going to guess 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump Street is not correct. I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Thanks, man. All right, man. All right, man. See you later. Uh, all right. Let's go ahead and uh, get another contestant. Good morning. You're on the air. Hi. <laughs> How you doing? Hi. I'm good. You have a creepy laugh, sir. How you doing? <laughs> uh, let's go ahead. We're going to give you two. What's your name, sir? Chris. Chris, we'll give you two yes. clues. Here's the first one. And here's the second one. Okay. What is it? NCIS. NCIS is correct. Congratulations. You win, man. (laughs) What do you do for a living, sir? I work at St. Francis. Oh, what do you do there? Oh, wow. I do the supplies and stuff. Deal with supplies. Right on. All right. Well, hang on the line so Gimpy can get your info and you have a uh, great day, sir. All right. Safe day. All right, man. See you later. I mean, he's handing out supplies. I think he's probably relatively safe. I wonder what kind of supplies, though, like the medical supplies that you're envisioning, scalpels, IV bags, stuff like that. 
or is he delivering like the trash bags and like cleaning supplies? Non-medical supplies. Non-medical supplies, exactly. Next I week. I have no idea. I have I have an appointment to go get the COVID-19 test. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. Are you afraid I'm you have scum. it? Is that why you're going? Or no, are you just going no, no, no. to go? I'm going to go because I got finally got a surgery date. And anyways, you they are making everyone take uh, the COVID-19 test before you can do that. So I have to do go to an appointment where they check all your temperature and all that stuff and then shove that thing up your nose and make sure you don't have COVID-19. That's fun. No, yeah, it's not. you got to film it. Yeah, I was going to say you should uh, totally. This is the thing. You guys know how claustrophobic I am, and someone shoving one like my my nose being uh, I'm having nightmares about it. <laughs> it yeah, it's not terrible. like that. I mean, they're not going to cover your face, and you're not going to be in a coffin while you do it. <laughs> they they probably no, won't even no. touch you, minus the little tip going into your nostril, going up, up to your noodle. <laughs> you they go far, like they shove it. Yeah, they're way not going to touch there. your noodle. No, that they will touch the back of your throat, though. No, it's oh, your God. sinus cavity. Well, they go up into your sinus cavity. Yeah, and I'm not really, you know, a gagger anyways. I'm not really worried about, like, them touching that. Go Shut up, Kimpy. <laughs> Already. Uh, anybody can go get a test right now. You, anybody can go. You don't need to show symptoms anymore to go get a test. Mm-hmm. You just got to make an appointment to go to one of the places in the community, whether you live here or in uh, Washington County or whatever, the most places in the state of Oklahoma don't require symptoms to go and get the test. Which is good. My wife and I, I have talked about going to do it and taking the kids. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you should. Mm. You should do it too, Gimpy. Why? But here's the thing we get to. But why? What, what, what are we going to... Why? Right, what's so the So we're going to be like, I knew it. We're sick. I knew it. <laughs> I'm no, I mean, what's the benefit? Yeah. There really is none, unless you have symptoms. It's just for your own peace of mind. And like you just said, let's just say you're asymptomatic. You got it. You find out you have it. You're going to drive yourself crazy, thinking, oh, my God, the world's coming to an end because now, I mean. When I've, did I have it? Right. I've had it before, or I, yeah, I carried it, but, yeah, it's just not worth it. Well, and if you're asymptomatic, I've- then you can, you know, quarantine yourself and not touch people. I mean, we're already doing that. Well, I'm just saying if you had it, Corby, then I don't think that you should go pick up groceries. Fair, but I don't know, but I'm not showing any signs. Mm -hmm. If I was showing any signs or had a fever, I would agree 100%. I would just do it anyway. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. I hear what you're saying, and you're probably right in in that regard, but... I typically stay away from things that are going to cause me stress and discomfort unless I absolutely need to. Let me ask you something, Corbin, because you're a planner, planner to the nth degree. You could just add a D, plan nerd. <laughs> so the question here is, is like, let's say that uh, you you go and get tested for Dorona and you find out everybody in the family's got it and you can't go anywhere, you can't get gross. Do you have a plan in place for like, if all of us are on lockdown and we can't go anywhere at all because the kids aren't driving to get groceries, your wife can't go. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about stuff getting delivered to the house. That can happen uh, easily. Okay, yeah, forget about that. Yeah, I would do option. that for you. 
<laughs> I always forget at least one thing when I go grocery shopping, so there would be that problem. You're not selling it. I would do that. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I would do that, though. I'll get you groceries. I may forget something, but I'll get you groceries. Not yeah, not I might. Noodles. I do. I do. I can't help no. it. It's every single time I forget something. Mm. Yeah. Do you work off a list? No. And that's your reason why. That's probably... You go off your memory? Yep. Mm-hmm. I can't for the life of me figure out how you forget things then. Yeah, even this weekend, I went to the grocery store to pick up a couple of things, and Jeff handed me a list because I was like, I'm just going to go by myself, put in my you know podcast, and, and just get this done. So he gave me the list, and then from the house to the car to the grocery store, somehow I lost the list, so I had to call him. And be like, no! uh, babe, I know you gave me the list, but... What is it again? What do you need? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you're not going to be picking up groceries for me. <laughs> what about if you get it? There's what if like you if have I had it? it? Have it. <sighs> then that would ruin everything. She would- I mean, it would be like, it's more than just like stress it would be like, then I don't get to have the surgery, and then you have COVID, and I don't know how long, like, how how long it takes to, like, get out days. of your system or stop 14 COVID. days to show, you'd have to self-isolate for 14 days. You show no symptoms. Okay, so then for four, oh, God. Yeah, so let's restart everything. By the way, Corbin, Captain No Eyebrows, I have not <laughs> noticed that you don't have eyebrows until you just took your glasses off. I did not notice this whole time. I forgot that happened. Now I can see that you don't have eyebrows, but this whole all morning I have not remembered that. You're no lucky. joke. My mom didn't notice. My kids don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and third, I was driving and looked in the mirror and scared the crap out of myself because I was like, "What's going?" Oh yeah. <laughs> That's my funny. wife will start laughing in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> Because you can't tell my phone what wasn't unlocking. Bad. I had to redo my face ID. <laughs> oh god! And you're gonna have to redo it once they grow back, <laughs> because they'll be like, "What's right. this obstruction in the way?" Oh, it's his eyebrows yeah. that used to be there. <laughs> By the way, someone said I cheated because I did both eyebrows, and the punishment was one. E A D. Shut your stupid fat mouth, bitch. <laughs> yeah, because if it landed on mine, I would only do one. You manned up and did both. So that's way better. I don't know if I manned I up. I just one. did it. I was here. I had it. Why not? It wasn't about I'm trying to show how macho I am or any of that. Like, I just shaved the other eyebrow. We do that all the time with punishments. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, those stupid balls that people put on their trucks. Like, I'm so tough. I've got, you know, you know, tr- truck balls or whatever those things are called. You know what I'm talking about? No, I'm just going like, to let you keep no. talking about them. Uh, oh, anyways, like those, like I'm so macho and I've got this big truck. My, my truck needs balls on them too. And I don't think that that is the equivalent of you shaving both of your eyebrows. <laughs> I don't think guys who put truck balls on their trucks go, I'm so macho, my truck needs, ball- needs balls too. I don't think that's what's going on there. I think it's just to be For funny. sure it is. No. 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 They're like, it's a, it's I'm, a, I'm so super cool. It's a bumper sticker. I've got a Jeep. That's no, I've it. got a Jeep with uh, doors missing and balls in the back. Uh. 
I always thought they had like, it was like a bell scenario. So it's for people that back their truck up so they know when their hitch is in the water. That's the impression that I was under. Uh, my balls are wet. I guess I'm too close. What? <laughs> but, okay, if you're driving, you can't tell if your balls are wet. You would need someone in the back being like, you're getting close, you're getting close. Oh, they're dipping. Like, no, you can't You see. didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. No, it's some farmers use like a cowbell. Mm-hmm. So when their hitch is in the water, it goes to dunk. They hear it ding, and they know they're in the water. So it's it has a okay, bell I'm in just, it. That's the impression I'm under. I could be totally wrong. I'm just telling you that it might serve an actual function. What sound do balls make? <laughs> they're not it? real testicles, Sam. I know that they're plastic testicles. They're manufactured. What? What noise could they possibly make that would warn you that the water is getting close? Well, if there's a, a bell, bell in like it, a cowbell, yeah, yeah. Oh, like there's a they insert a bell into the ball thing, or maybe build the balls around <laughs> the bell. <laughs> I really need to stop cupping the air when I'm talking about it because I keep doing it. It's just natural. Like is she juggling? <laughs> My goodness. Mm-hmm. How did we go from the one second yeah. game to COVID-19 to balls? I don't know. I don't know how we get to most places on this show. They go, what's, we get calls from corporate. They're like, what's the big secret? And we're like, hell if I know. <laughs> Ooh, something shiny. We're just crazy. You find out, let us know. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Tulsa's morning show is coming right back. The Big Mad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. How about I'm going to give Sam a little bit of a, a feel-good story because I know she likes the, uh, the feel-good stuff. Uh, it's no joke that some of the people that have worked at hospitals in New York City have been killing themselves, for lack of a better term, to try and help that uh, place that's had a huge infestation of uh, COVID-19 cases. More than 4,000 workers at New York City Health and Hospitals, Elmhurst, have been given a gift. Nice. They got a free trip free trip from Hyatt Hotels and American Airlines. And this is a public hospital in Queens. They were called the Center for the Crisis. A lot of doctors and nurses from this area traveled there to go and help. Uh, and so the Hyatt and American Airlines have stepped up and given them trips that they can use for destinations in the U.S. and the Caribbean to help them recharge and reconnect with their loved ones once they're able to. The president of American Airlines said, oh. we hope that the time away will help them and their loved ones recharge and they feel our deepest appreciation for their sacrifice and heroism. That's amazing. I love that. That is amazing. Um, I don't know why I love hearing people get free stuff. Free stuff is always awesome, yeah, because, no matter who gets it. Yeah, That's why I like Undercover Boss. <laughs> totally. I will only watch that show if mm-hmm. I can record it and only watch the end. Right, you got to skip past all the bull and BS in the yeah. first you know, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and yeah. then cry for the last part part of it. I can't watch that show without crying. I've only seen it one time. Oh, it was right? when they covered the uh, Bueno up in Owasso. That was the only time I've ever yeah. watched that show. Yeah. Thank God they did that, too, because they had to change, go back to the way they changed their meat, because it was not good for a while. <laughs> for real. Um, question. <laughs> Let's do... Would you, feel com- yes. would you feel comfortable flying right now? Yes. You would You would fly somewhere? Yes. Yeah. Like, on vac- like, you know, for a vacation in July, would you still go yes. to wherever you were going to go? Okay. Uh, yes, but with the understanding that it's a guinea pig scenario. Be more diligent on your sanitization, wearing a mask, carrying hand sanitizer with you, or you know whatever wipes and whatnots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, essentially, right now, at some point, we're all going to have to be guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. And if my guinea pig scenario gets me a vacation, <laughs> go see my brother, whatever that is. Okay. Because the reality is, percentage wise, I'm going to survive. Mm. And if I get infected. Then I know we know what to do. The hospitals look like they can handle it. As of today. Mm-hmm. Now, if things get crazy again and they're, they think it's going to be crazy, then my answer probably would change. But I feel like right now I can only answer those type of questions based off what I know this exact moment. Hmm. I was just curious. Well, good. I'm curious about sports. Let's do it. I like it. General Manager Sean Sparks wouldn't totally rule out Kevin Durant is reportedly not playing the Brooklyn Nets for the 2019-2020 NBA season resumes. Kevin Durant's not coming back to the Nets this year if they play. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski said on his podcast, that's not happening, they're not playing him. Durant has long been expected to miss the entire season while recovering from his Achilles rupture that he suffered in Game 5 of the 2019 NBA Finals. However, with the play indefinitely suspended due to the coronavirus pandemic, there has been some speculation Durant could return for a playoff run. Yeah, it makes no sense. If I was him, I would be like, why jeopardize for a few games? Even if teams came back and they played, it would be an asterisk championship. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, because you didn't get yeah. the whole season. Right. Mm-hmm. So did either won, one of you watch UFC on Saturday? Mm-mm. No, I did not. Was it dope? It was awesome. And it was just awesome watching live sports. They're going to do fights again Wednesday night and Saturday night. Wow. Did the Russian play? Did he play? Fight? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, he brought his bike was- over and some Monopoly and just had a good time. UFC's hard, Gimpy. You shouldn't laugh about it. I'm not laughing. I'm laughing at the no, fact that he's, he's laughing at your use of the word play. Right. Not fight. Oh, because, okay. Oh, fine. They fight together. <laughs> they don't play together. Got you. I you like play that. basketball. You fight UFC. You play football. You don't you play, play fighting. Every other sport. I know every other Stop. sport you play. Stop. Yeah, but in UFC, they're like, no, we're too tough for that. We fight. <laughs> but you play tennis, you play soccer, you play basketball, you know, you play all the other sports except, you know, for, U- for UFC, they, they go to fight because they're men. So Arizona, where did you fail us? I mean, in all honesty, like, 
What did, what did we do to you? Why, why have you failed us? <laughs> oh, my God. That's Boss of All Sports. I'm Seaman Sam on 97.5 Gamers. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. We'd like to talk to our listeners because they're awesome. And today on the line with us, we have one of our listeners and it looks like Lindsay's joining us. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? You're good? Wonderful. Yeah, I'm I'm good. How are you guys? We're great. Uh, Lindsay is a nurse. Let me see here. Nurse here at a specialty hospital. You'll deal with long, long-term acute patients. What's a acute patient? What does that mean for us morons? <laughs> uh, long-term acute care is for people who have been in the hospital for um, an extended period of time. And they're not ready to go home yet. They're not ready to go to a rehab facility. They still need a little bit more care. So they come to our hospital and we give them that care until they're ready to um, move on to a, a rehab facility or to go home. What's the hardest part about being an acute care nurse? Um, you know, it just... I guess just dealing with the uh, frustrations of, of of dealing with patients who uh, want to do more than they can but aren't quite able to yet, um, and then you have, of course, the the really confused people. Um, that that I think is the hardest part. It's it's pretty emotionally taxing and physically taxing. Do you get attached? to the patients absolutely absolutely it's impossible not to um try your hardest not to but uh, it's an inevitability you know you, you you get to know these people and uh a lot of times they're families not right now so much because we don't let families into the hospital but um you get to know them really well and all their little stories and their little quirks and stuff so they feel like members of the family before they leave. So yeah, it's, it's, it's inevitable. Like you become part of your little fan, like a short term stop on the family train, right? Like you guys yeah. become a little bit of a family. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially right now, you know, cause we don't have any visitors. So we're really the only outside contact that they have with, with the world. Really. I mean, they can use the phone and stuff, but you know, physical contact. We're the only physical contact that they get. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we get really close. That has to be hard. I can't imagine that they're getting no physical contact and even then you're probably limited on what you can do, right? Like you could hold their hand, but that's about it, I would imagine, right? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I, they, with the social distancing and everything that we have to, to be especially careful of now. Um, you, we're not supposed to really hug people and stuff like that, but I, you know, it, 
it still happens, you know, when people get emotional or something bad happens to them or something bad happens in their family, you know, you just kind of have to provide that extra support for them. And how much has things changed since COVID-19 for you as a nurse? Oh my gosh, it is night and day different. Um, you know, for a while we were getting um, recommendations from the CDC that were changing hourly. So um, <clears throat> the, the, the PPE that we had to wear, our personal protective equipment that we had to wear was changing very rapidly. We'd, we'd have sometimes six or seven updates in the same shift, um, sometimes in, in the same hour. Um, it's just been incredibly difficult to try to get on top of this thing. And have you been scared to get it and bring it home? I did get it, actually. Um, I got COVID. Um, we were still in double digits. I think at the time that I tested positive, there were 60 confirmed cases in Oklahoma. And um, it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. I have um, some pre-existing conditions. So, I, you know, I didn't know if it was a death sentence or not. It 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 was really scary, and it's really scary for a lot of nurses right now because we're we are worried about bringing it home to our families, and um, you know, and I the last thing that that we want to do is um, hurt anyone else uh, in the in the course of our uh, our job. So um, right. yeah, it's it's pretty terrifying. What was it like symptoms? for you? Were you already like sick or was it just part of the regimen of testing? No, I was sick. I, um, I, I was at work actually. I was, I was already wearing a mask of just <laughs> sheer. Um, but, uh, I, I was at work and I started having trouble breathing and got really short of breath and my heart rate jumped up to 136 and I started breathing really fast and I was breathing about 40 times a minute, which is definitely not good. You're supposed to breathe like 12 to 16 times a minute. So I was definitely on the upper echelon of that and, um, went downstairs to the ER. Um, and they were trying to, uh, admit me, um, but I had some fears about that as well. So um, I, I was afraid that, you know, I, I would be stuck in the hospital for 14 days. There's not really much that you can do. And I was terrified I was going to end up on a ventilator. So I begged and pleaded for them to let me go home and quarantine in my own house and promised that if I got worse that I would come back. And there were a couple of times that I thought that was going to happen. Um, it was really scary. It, I was exhausted all the time. I could barely walk. Um, my boyfriend had to carry me to the bathtub, put me in the bathtub and wash my hair for me and then help get me back in bed. I, it was um, oh my God. terrifying. Yeah, it was terrifying. How long was the whole, like from when you found out to when you tested negative? Um, well, I never actually tested negative again. Um, they, for a while, the CDC was uh, demanding that you test negative before you go back to work. But then with the lack of testing, um, they decided that once you were symptom-free for seven days, that you, that, that you were considered COVID negative and you could go back to work wearing a mask. Um, 
to protect the other patients and to protect um, your colleagues and stuff. So for me, I, uh, I was out for four weeks. Um, wow. And then when I, when I went back, it was extremely difficult. I was still very short of breath. And if you, I mean, as you can imagine, I was in bed for, you know, four weeks. So getting up and, and doing a 12 hour shift after that, walking around, running again, and it was very hard to get my nursing legs back after that. Now, have you ever had the flu? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know how pe- what people say, is this just the flu? No, this is not the flu. This is, this is the flu on anabolic steroids. This, hmm. this thing laid me low. I would rather have the flu every day for the rest of my natural life than to ever get COVID-19 again. It was unlike anything oh, that wow. I've ever experienced. Um, it's very strange how it affected me. My, my boyfriend and my roommate never got sick. Um, and the symptoms would come and go. I, I would feel like I, I couldn't move one second. And then 45 minutes later, I'd have a ton of energy and I, I think, Oh, I can, I can do something. Oh, this is great. I'm starting to get better. And I'd get up to go pee and I'd have to sit there for 20 or 30 minutes to try to get the strength to get back to my bed, which was seven feet away, um, for fear that I was going to pass out somewhere between the bathroom and my bed. Um, it's, it's very unusual the way that, that uh, the virus works, um, this, this kind of coming and going of symptoms. Uh, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever experienced. It was very odd and... Uh, scary it, it sounds incredibly scary yeah it was terrifying it was it, I, you know i'm a mom i i was worried that i was gonna die you know oh my god are my kids gonna have a mother tomorrow you know it's um and and everything that you hear um i, I got it very early so we were still learning so much from um, Italy and uh, from Wuhan and, and all of those things, all of the information was still coming in. So this kind of not knowing, is this a death sentence? Um, you know, it makes you really take, uh, take stock of your life. You know, it's, uh, I, I, I can't even explain uh, how, how, how scary it was. So I have a question then, because I don't know mm-hmm. anybody that has gone through all this, but is your opinion, what's your opinion on everything that's going on, like reopening and getting back to work and social distancing and, well, you know, going to movie theaters and the grocery store and wearing masks? I'm curious to your opinion on some of those things. You know, I, I understand the need to reopen the economy. I get that. I really do. Um, I think it's too early. Uh, we, we haven't figured out the issue with the personal protective equipment for medical staff. Um, that's our greatest resource right now, the, the people on the front lines fighting this thing. Um, well, hold on. I have have, a qu- hold on, I have a question. The yeah. governor has said that there's plenty. <laughs> there's not. There's not plenty of masks. I'm wearing the same mask for seven days. Um, and, and a lot of facilities are, are doing that as well. Um, they're they're being very um, they're holding the reins very tightly with supplies right now, um, and I think as long as that we are doing that, 
um, we, we shouldn't reopen this quickly until the medical supplies are there. Um, that's the, that's the scary part to me because I don't think that this is over. I think we are going to see another surge. I, you know, I think it's important that we still try to do these social distancing things. Uh, I know everybody wants to get out and about, but I can tell you right now that my brothers and sisters who work with me in, and work around the country uh, are terrified right now at how quickly everything is reopening, uh, especially when we don't have the proper equipment. So you say that there, uh, there's probably going to be a second wave, a second surge is what you said. So the question here is like, are your chances of getting and contracting COVID-19 again higher because you've already had it? Are you even worried about it if the second wave comes around? I mean, how does that work out as somebody who's already gone, been through the you know, process? Truly, this is such a new virus. We don't exactly know. Um, there are some um, studies that are uh, coming out from Wuhan and Italy where people who had previously tested negative uh, are recontracting COVID-19 and then are testing positives again. Now, is that real? We don't know. Maybe the test that they did the first time was inaccurate or performed inaccurately. And they said that they were negative when actually they were still positive. We're just not sure. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm still scared. You know, I don't know. Um, I have antibodies. Are those antibodies enough? I'm not sure. You know, is there more than one strain? We don't know that either. So, you know, I, right. I, I would like to think I'm in the clear. I, I hope uh, beyond everything that I am, but we just don't know. We, we're not sure. So right. and, until then, I, you and we should point out that you're just going off your experiences, right? Right, Absolutely. you're going off your experiences. You're you're not an epidemiologist or you know virus no, person. You're you're just going off what you experience as a nurse. Exactly, and and everyone's experience. Uh, it's different. You know, some people don't get very sick. Um, I did. Uh, I, I know some other nurses that are friends of mine that uh, were down as long, if not longer than I was. Um, I know people who, who never, who tested positive, but never really had any uh, symptoms at all. It's just so odd. Uh, it's unlike anything that we've seen lately. And that makes it even scarier. Are all your other nurse uh, coworkers on the same page? Like, do they all feel like, hey, we're going back too early or uh, some of the restrictions still need to be in place? I think most people are, are most, most of the people that I know um, are concerned about us opening too early. Um, and that's mostly because of the, the, the medical supply issue. You know, how, how can we keep ourselves safe um, you know, we, we had the CDC telling us, oh, it's droplet precautions. You have to have an N95 mask. Well, that was great until we didn't have any N95 masks. And then a surgical mask you can wear it all day. Well, these surgical masks were never meant to be worn seven days in a row. Um, it's, it's just kind of, you know, I, I knew when I became a nurse that I, I, the potential for me to come in contact with something that could kill me was extremely high. I knew that. I knew that going in. I never thought someone was going to ask me to do it without the right kind of equipment. That never occurred to me. Right. 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 It was set up you thinking, Oh, I would have all the resources necessary to be right. safe. Right. Absolutely. And, and all of these mm. government agencies that we have in place that are supposed to be protecting us are just kind of silent here. And that, yeah. you know, has, 
has put a, a huge amount of fear into the medical community. Um, you know, we, we just don't know what's going on and we don't have the things that we were promised, um, the things that we're supposed to have, you know, when the CDC came out and said, Oh, you can wear bandanas. We all almost hit the floor, you know, <laughs> this thing is a killer. Right. Cause that's and not protective at bandanas? all. No, absolutely <laughs> not. I mean, it's better than nothing, but you know, it's, it's just barely not enough. Just barely, just barely enough. Yeah. Well, let's shift away to something a little different because you are a nurse and I'm curious about the time you got slapped in the face with an anal tube. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That was, that was my, not my finest moment. I, I was, I was doing a bed change with a friend. I, I, I used to be a, a burn nurse and I was doing a bed change with a, a coworker and she was holding a patient. He had a rectal tube in to catch all of his poop. Um, and I was tucking some stuff down by his butt. And at that time, she decided she was going to try to get the poop from the top of the tube down to the bag. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> she did not secure up at the top. So it, it has kind of a, an inflatable donut on the inside of a person that's filled with water. And fun sure. fact, it makes a fun little popping sound, like when it pops out of someone's butt. <clears throat> and it did so, and then it hit me in the side <laughs> of, of the face, which was a little bit like getting hit with a baseball. And then it oh slid down God. my face. So, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm standing there in, in this room with poop on my face, and it was kind of like, how Mel Gibson looked in Braveheart, except uh, it was doo doo all uh, over my face. Uh, <laughs> Why didn't you quit that day? <laughs> were, you, were you just like, this is the worst day I'm going to have, so th- th- nothing can get worse? And then you get really COVID? Like, think that it oh was my the God. worst day ever. Oh and I, I, I screamed some very mm-hmm. um, explicit. Words um, and then immediately went to scrub my face with bleach and the other wipes that can cause cancer. It didn't matter at that point. I had to do whatever it took to get it off of my face and my mouth. It was on my mouth. Uh. <laughs> it was not okay. Good. I, I think we've all got the picture from that. Okay. Question though, but did you get mad at that nurse that was being so irresponsible with an a- anal tube? Girl, without a doubt, I cussed her up six weeks and back again. I said, I am never helping you change a patient ever again, and I never did. <laughs> never. She knew better than to ask me. Oh man, it was so. She was like, I'm so sorry, and I was like, No, no. Don't talk Are you? To me. Are you sorry? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry does not fix sorry, this. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll show you sorry. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, that's an unbelievable story. <laughs> that was oh awesome. Uh, well, listen, it's been awesome talking to you, and I appreciate uh, your hard work and, you know, all the crazy things you have to go through just to go and do your job. I don't think people would understand the number of steps it takes you just when you get home to try and relax. And, and so I, I'm appreciative of your hard work. Is it, are you, do, do you 12, do you do 12 hours? I do. I do 12 hours. I do overnights. Um, I've been doing that for about six years. 
um, overnight. So, yep, 12 hours overnight while everybody else is cozy in their bed. I'm up working hard. <laughs> you're crazy. That Doing those shifts, That's you amazing. turn into a different person because your life is just basically your sleep's broken into little small blocks. You're not having a normal life. That's crazy. I, good, good for you for working that hard, but I, I, I couldn't you. do it. It's tough, but somebody has to. So That's right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you, you talking to us today and be safe and uh, congratulations on taking care of those people. I'm glad they have someone like you. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Love the show. Have for years. Uh, All right. I hope you have a great day. All right. You too. Love thank you. you so much. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. See you later. Oh, yeah? Well, Gimpy bit his lip. Yeah, right. It's no anal tube, that's for sure. <laughs> but did you bleed? Yeah, but, <laughs> but, did, but you bleed? did you bleed? Uh, all right, like we got to take a break, and we'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show, the Big Man Morning Show. The Assault continues next, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. And Sam is uh, dealing with a thing right now, so she's not going to be joining us for this segment, but she will be back. Uh, you know who will be joining us soon is Jeff Hensley from Hensley & Associates. So you have a question about a divorce or spousal support or custody or any of those things. Jeff can answer them and will answer them if you send your question to us. That's the key, though. Show at KMOD.com or you can call when he is in the studio here in a little bit. Uh, Gimpy, I usually do this for Sam, but I'm going to do it for you. Your choice is Jesus uh -huh. or pregnant. Jesus or pregnant. Mm, I'm going to go with Jesus. I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is probably more of a philosophical question. Mm -hmm. The sheriff's deputies arrested a man who was naked in the middle of the road, and he claimed to be Jesus, according to the sheriff's report. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the man was arrested, 40 years old, according to court records. He has charges of resisting arrest, disorderly conduct, and public indecency. All things Jesus would get popped with if he got arrested. I feel... I don't know the guy from Adam because I wasn't back there when he was alive, but uh, I don't I don't think he he'd be arrested for indecent exposure. I mean, all the pictures. He would if he's naked. Well, yeah, if he's naked, obviously, but all the pictures I've seen, he, the only time he was naked and he was barely naked then was when he was in the manger, and he just swallowed it up in a little cloth. But for the most part, I mean, he had his robe and his you mm -hmm. know those famous sandals. It's an interesting take because I went with the idea of that Jesus wouldn't have any clothes when he got here. Mm -hmm. What do you mean when he got like what, if he come back? When he come back? When he come back? He gonna yeah. be just naked as a jaybird? Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know where he was before. Mm -hmm. Maybe he was at a party but, and yeah, you know, he's like, hey, 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 Jesus, second coming right now. You got some place to be. You might want to head to Earth, brother. Oh, but, but 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 Bonnie, Bonnie's. She's waiting. Sorry, Jesus. Right. It's like Sam go. at the start of the show, her carrying all of her stuff, running in like, I'm sorry, <laughs> right. I'm really late. Right, right. Jesus just comes in wearing nothing but his sandals. Okay. 
I could see that. Right. And much like when you say you're crazy, and they're, they're like, you go, what? I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Someone goes, you know, like, hey, my son, I am Jesus. The oh. officer, rightfully so, would go, no, you're not. No, sir. Your name may be Jesus, but you're no Jesus. And we don't have a current photo of him, but I'm assuming you would think he has long hair. That would be one thing you would go with. That's a good question. Um, this guy is millions of years old, so, I mean, does he still look the same as the pictures depicted him from the book that's the same age? I imagine the guy got Ultimately, I think the officers, yeah, I would think at some point he'd have the COVID haircut. He would be like, I got to get, you know, a little part off the side or it's overgrowing his ear, something that would be annoying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think the police ultimately made the right decision. He was sweating profusely in the middle of the road. Uh, and apparently when they tried to put him in custody, he lunged at officers, hitting one of them, which is not a characteristic trait of JC. No. And uh, so crews were called in to treat the injured officer. He was fine. Uh, and the court records say the suspect was unavailable for a court appearance. And that's when they issued a new warrant for his arrest. Mm. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. I don't know. JC, where are you? Like, go get him. Right. Well, he had to go back, man. He's got pressing matters up north that he's got to take care of. And when I say up north, right. I mean, because heaven's obviously north. I mean, hell south. Up. Yeah, up. Yeah. So he's got stuff. Well, it's he's not. Take no, care heaven of. wouldn't. Hold on. Heaven wouldn't be north. Heaven would be up. Well, that's that's if you're looking at a map, Corbin, up is north, down is south, to the right is east, and to the left is west. So, I mean, if you're thinking up north, yeah. It's not like he's gone to Michigan or something. He's gone to the extreme well, north. Well, that would be north. That would be north. But he's, like, gone to the extreme north, like, past the North Pole. and just, like, kept on going. Then that's south. Now you're going south. Uh, if you're on Earth, you just keep on going. Just keep going. Past the North Pole. Boom. Say bye to Santa Claus on your way through. And he's like, I'm going to the cosmos. No? Yeah, up. Mm-hmm. It's not a long runway. <laughs> so you get to the North Pole and then you just keep going. Right. Just launch off into the atmosphere. Yeah. I, w- I think that's a fantastic take when you get arrested for anything is just to say you're Jesus. Because one, you're helping your cause for uh, a mental case, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And two, there's going to have to be some self-reflection from the arresting individual. <laughs> Do they really want the conscience of arresting JC on their head? I might have arrested Jesus Christ today. I'm not quite sure. The guy said he was. And then after I put him in cuffs, I kind of felt bad. So I think maybe he might have been. But, I mean, he was trafficking heroin. So, I mean, what am I going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? I think of the, the Santa Claus movie. Mm-hmm. With Tim Allen? Like uh, Santa Claus. No, is it with Tim Allen? No, it was on Netflix. Mm. Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus. (laughs) And they arrest Santa Claus. And he's so nice the whole time. I would imagine that would be kind of the way it would go with uh, arresting Jesus. Right. He's just like, it's okay, my son. I understand we all make mistakes sometimes. I made a mistake by trafficking heroin. You make a mistake by arresting me. The Christmas Clause is the movie on Netflix with uh, Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. Kurt Russell as a Santa Claus doesn't seem right at all. 
He kills it, dude. He kills it. <laughs> Snake Bliskin as Santa kills For real, it. Man, <laughs> escape from North Pole. Put <laughs> in Santa. <laughs> it's not my problem. <laughs> I'm just here to deliver toys. <laughs> right. And people, you know, some people are like, oh, did Jesus, uh, you know, did he have, uh, say, a bunch of expletives? I mean, times have changed. I, I, if anything, is Jesus going to come back and be like, what happened? <laughs> I gave what you, is all this? <laughs> I gave you this earth, and look at what you did. You built on top of yeah. it, and then you run it to the ground with a disease. There's like a perfect stream right here. <laughs> So the, the question here is, is if, 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 if you're going to, because you said, hey, if you're going to get in trouble for something, go with the Jesus bit, right? Because it's going to help placate your craziness, right? What mm -hmm. crime does the threshold have to be? Because you're not going to pull the Jesus card for like a speeding ticket, right? I mean, you're not going to get arrested really for a speeding ticket mm -hmm. unless it's an extreme scenario. Mm-hmm. So I think a, a ticket, a moving violation, is not a reason to try to throw out your crazy. Okay, has to be because you could lose your license. Okay, has to be something big, i.e., uh, trafficking, drugs, robbery, maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think you got to use that, you know, carefully. Yeah, you just have you ever driven back by a house you used to live in? All the time. Not all the time, but a lot. I took yeah. a trip all the way up to Newkirk and Tonkawa area just to go look at the houses that I used to live in. By the way, still look the same. Haven't changed. No overgrowing, no new trees, no bigger trees, nothing like that? Nope. Nope. Still the exact mm. same as it was in 1993 and 4, 5, and 6. Wow. Uh, well, a lot of people do that. That's what it would be like for JC if he came back. He would be like, well, uh, I thought we had, what's going on? We had a good thing here. Look at you. Remodel. Reminds me of like one of my favorite stand-up routines when they're like, what would, you know, what would Lincoln say if he was like on a plane? Like, this is so crazy, right? It's so, where, how far we've come. Yeah. And the comedian's like, Lincoln would go, ah, we're in a plane. We're in right. this flying seat. Right. I'm supposed to be down there <laughs> on the ground. Right. You knave. I feel like that's how he. That's what JC would say too. He'd come back and be like, "What's all the, what a phone? Why do I need a phone? <laughs> right? What do you mean order through the app? No way! Look, I can turn this and this into fish and bread. You see this bucket of water right here? Boom! Wine. Thank you. Do I need an app for DoorDash? Somebody sent a text and said, uh, "Christmas Chronicles is actually a good movie. It actually is a good movie. I do recommend it. It's a good holiday movie. I do recommend it." Never heard of this. All right. It's a good watch. All right, we got to take a break, and we'll be back. More of the Big Man Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. Within minutes, Jeff Hensley will be joining us. So if you have a question you've been wanting to get asked about your divorce situation, or you're thinking about getting divorced and you don't know the answer to a question, or you're like, my girl said it was fine if I didn't pay child support, and you want to know if that's the actual way it will work in a court, Jeff will answer that question, but you got to get it over to us. Two options. You can text it BMMS and then whatever your question is to the phone number 82945. So you would type uh, BMMS space. Hey, can my girl get me in trouble for not paying child support? 
to the phone number 82945, or you can call at 918-460-KMOD. Right now, though, Sam's joining us again, so let's do sports. The president of the French Tennis Federation said the French Open could be held without fans and pushed back again. Bernard Gurgiologi told a French newspaper, Le Journal du Dimanche, that organizers have not yet ruled out any option when it comes to the Grand Slam event, which is scheduled to begin on September 20, one week after the U.S. Open concludes in New York. And... The Alabama football program is losing another tag toggled to oh god damn it Tugatagalova. Multiple reports say the sophomore quarterback Tulia Tagalova has entered the NCAA transfer portal and will leave Crimson Tide. His older brother Tua was drafted by the Miami Dolphins last month. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he transfers to a school near his brother. Which is probably what's going to happen. Okay. Can they play together? On the same NFL team? They were playing together at Alabama. Mm-hmm. I know. On a, I'm talking about on an NFL team. Can they play together again? If they get drafted. Mm-hmm. But they both play quarterbacks. So that means one of them would have to. They only can. Most football teams have three quarterbacks on the roster. If you're mm-hmm. third string to your brother, okay. Or second string to your brother. Ooh. Do you hold a grudge against him? Do you like, oh, yes. come on, all my life, man. I've been playing second fiddle to you, and here I am trying to make it in the NFL, and I got to play second string to you again? Yeah, then don't be born second. <laughs> or go to a different team. Don't be born second. You can't be responsible for that. It's not my choice if I'm a mid- it, middle child. Yeah, ridiculous his, same, thing to say. That's But the same thing's... No, it's not. It's this just as ridiculous as saying I've been following you. Yeah, because you're second. <laughs> I'm older. I'm stronger. Like, I don't know what you want from me. I have more experience. <laughs> I am better than you. I've been on the earth you know longer. <laughs> Put a little bit of that dish soap on the, on the kitchen floor. Oh, no, you sprained your ankle. Now I'm first quarterback. Sorry. Oh, what a dick move. Jeez. Yeah, that sounds like a loving family. I'm just saying. <laughs> if you've been playing second fiddle your whole life, there's a little bit of Dawn soap right there on the kitchen table, and I'll pick it up and, you know. Hey, brother, can you go Injure get your Coke? You, you think injuring's a <laughs> good solution rather than working yeah. harder. It is your fault. You put it on the ground. <laughs> I know, but if he's just so strong, it. then he won't fall. Yeah, but he's the older brother, so he's going to go into the kitchen and be like, why the hell is there dish soap all over the floor? He's going to see it, and he's going well, to notice. Because yeah, he's, he's seen it before. Yeah, he's not the little brother who just goes <laughs> running in there willy-nilly, like, okay, I got you, big brother, I got you. Zoop, and then fall and break your leg. <laughs> <laughs> That's Balls of the Wall Sports. I'm Seaman Sam on 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. All right, so let's go ahead and talk to Jeff Hensley from Hensley & Associates. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. How are you today, sir? I'm good. How are you? 
I'm good. Jeff is here to answer your questions about divorce, spousal support, custody, any of those things that go along with family law, Jeff can answer them. Now, Jeff, I've heard a lot of different things about the court's opening. It feels like we have this conversation every week. What is the current status of the courthouses? Well, and hopefully this, I mean, I guess our final announcement will be next Monday, but okay. So let's explain the courthouse situation. All courthouses in the state of Oklahoma are still shut down, except for doing emergencies and a few criminal things, which are the same things they've been doing for the last 60 days. Okay. I think some confusion is set in because um, Tulsa announced that the courthouse would be open. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. All the courthouse is open for is for the county side of things, meaning, uh, tax payments, land assessor, all that kind of stuff, those offices are open. The building itself is somewhat open, but the courts are not open. So in other words, if you were to go over there and go to any courtroom, it would be empty. Um, No judges, the clerks are still working week on, week off, meaning you've got rotating clerks throughout uh, each week. So with that being said, there is no court going on in Tulsa County or other counties as far as court hearings or anything like that. Okay. So I know there was some confusion with that. See, the problem is, is that courthouses are not owned by the court system. Courthouses are owned by the county. So the court system is kind of at the mercy of the county in the sense of the building, but the court can control when it has court and when it doesn't. So under the Oklahoma Supreme Court order from several weeks ago, Uh, courthouses are still shut down until um, at least Monday. So this week, they're supposed to be making an announcement as to what's going on specifically for um, Tulsa. I know other courthouses have announced when they're opening, which most of them are going to be on Monday the 18th, Um, but it's going to be very limited opening. A lot of this hearings and stuff are going to go to digital uh, hearings and things like that. So, you know, when we know more, I'll have a master list hopefully for you next Monday as to what's happening and where and why and all that stuff. Jeff Hensley's joining us from Hensley and Associates. If you have a question about a divorce or custody or spousal support, numerous things that happen in family law, Jeff can answer them. Uh, all right, Jeff, this is a text that we got. It says, uh, I have a friend who wants to get divorced. She hasn't seen her husband for over 10 years. He lives in Missouri and she lives in Oklahoma. Where would she file here or there? As long as they don't have children, she can file here. Now, if she, if they do have children, as long as the children are residents of Oklahoma or maybe they're residents of Missouri, it just depends on where they, how long they've lived at either place. That's where you would decide based upon them where to file. But if they don't have any kids, she could file here. No problem. Jeff Hensley's joining us from Hensley and associates. Uh, I don't know why we got this one, but it says, Jeff, do you have any recommendations for a good marriage counselor? (laughs) There are a number of good counselors in town that do marriage counseling. Um, If you want to call my office, we have a master list of all those. I I don't have all of them memorized, but there's a good group out there that uh, is helpful for that. And, you know, I've said this from the beginning, even though I do divorces, you know, I I hope people will try and make their marriages work before we get to the divorce stage. So if they need marriage counseling, great. Um, Give me a call. We've got a list here at the office. We can give you all the names and numbers of people to call, but there's a good number out there that can help you and your spouse hopefully work through your problems before you have to give us a call. Jeff, what's been the number one issue your office has had to deal with that's been kind of 
a surprise when it comes to the courthouses being shut down, people this being uh, this confined together and family law scenarios. Like what's been the biggest surprise for you? Um, hmm, let me think. I don't know that I've had any real surprises. I mean, the, the, the thing about it is, is that people, um, you know, they say that they've seen an increase in domestic abuse. I think it's over 30% is what I read. Uh, there's been an increase in um, abuse of children and neglect and things like that, which I'm, I'm not surprised in these. Uh, it's not a, a surprise to me simply because in these times when people are stuck inside and they can't go anywhere or, you know, they're not supposed to go anywhere, that sort of thing. Um, we're going to see increases in these things, just like they've seen a decrease in criminal activity over the last two months. I imagine as soon as we get everything open, there's going to be a surge of that. I know that I read an article this morning that said that L.A. is already uh, uh, getting ready for a surge in criminal activity once everything reopens. So um, I haven't had any real surprises. I mean, we've had a few emergencies here and there, but they were pretty, you know, stuff that we've dealt with before and, and nothing too strange. Um, so I don't know that I have any real juicy surprises to share. If I think of one, I'll let you know, but I can't think of any right now. Jeff Hensley's joining us from Hensley and Associates. Uh, this one says, my portion and my kid's portion of the stimulus payment got taken for back child support, even though I've filed injured spouse for the last six years. Any word if we will get that money back eventually? I don't think so. Everything that I've read and everything they're telling us is that if you have back child support owed, the stimulus money would go to pay for that. Now, um, when they when that individual said they filed for uh, hurt spouse or whatever, I, I don't understand what that means because anytime that your income changes, whether you're hurt from work or, or otherwise, or whatever it may be, we have to file a modification. Um, you can't just say, well, I'm hurt. I don't, I don't, I don't have any money to pay, so I'm not going to pay. It doesn't work that way. Um, so that person can file all they want, but that's not going to change without a modification. So um, to answer their question, it's, they're probably not going to get it back. Everything we've read is, is that if you have support that's owed and it's back support, that's where it's going to go, period. That's where all the money uh, was grabbed and was, is being held by DHS to be released to the um, obligee or the person that uh, they're supposed to get the money. So and unless there's a change coming, which we haven't seen or heard about, they're not going to get their money back, no. And so is it feels like there's nothing that they can do. Well, I mean, the first there's nothing they can do as to the stimulus payment, but obviously they need to give me a call so we can find out about filing a modification because otherwise they're going to continue to be charged for the higher child support amount when we could potentially get it lowered uh, because they are injured and not working and have a reduced income. So um, there's nothing they can do about the stimulus money, no. Uh, but they, there is potential to do something with their current child support moving forward so we can get that taken care of for them. If you are like on disability or Social Security and barely making it by, how do they judge um, how much child support you're supposed to give? I mean, they're still going to put you at minimum wage no matter what. There's very rare cases that I've seen where someone who was on less from the state or the government, uh, from disability or SSI or whatever it may be. There are very rare situations that I'm aware of, um, such as let's say an individual is mentally incapacitated now. Um, those are very rare situations as opposed to 
you know, I'm on SSI or disability, that you're, it's going to count as income, and they're going to figure, if you make less than that, they're still going to figure you at minimum wage, uh, which means at the very minimum, you're going to probably pay at least $222.50 a month. Uh, I mean, that's going to vary from, from case to case based upon the other person's income, but um, just because you're on those things doesn't mean that you don't have to pay for your children. Jeff Hensley's joining us from Hensley & Associates, and here's another text one, Jeff. And, you know, we've talked about it a lot, so it's just one of those things that people are unaware until they're in that scenario. Then they go, oh, wait, the courthouses are closed. It says, I'm sure you're asked a lot, this a lot, but can you still file for divorce right now? Or file for divorce, sorry. I'm sure you get asked this a lot, but can you still file for a divorce right now and just wait for a court date, or do I have to wait for the court to open? We can file now. In every single county, we can still file, and we have been filing things, filing new cases, filing contempts, filing motions. Absolutely, we want to go ahead and get it filed now because the longer you wait, the longer it's going to be before you get your first hearing date. So, yeah, absolutely. If you're ready, give me a call. We'll get it on file today. Absolutely. Jeff Hensley is joining us from Hensley & Associates. If you have a question about a divorce or you or a custody agreement or you want to do a name change, as Jeff said, you can do that right now. And it's important that if you want to get divorced right now, Jeff, you should do something to hold the date, right? Absolutely. Because let's say, for example, uh, we wait and file and the courthouse, courthouse is fully open um, for actual physical hearings and things like that in June. I don't know that. I don't know that that's going to be the case, but let's just hypothetical situation. Let's talk about that. Well, if you wait and file till June when all that starts, okay, your first hearing date is not going to be in June. Your first hearing date is probably going to be in September or August or even later. Because um, remember, every single case that got moved from March, the entire month of March, the entire month of April, and now part of May, those all come first before anything else. So you want to go ahead and get it filed to get the soonest date that you can get. Otherwise, we won't be talking about your case until the fall, as far as an actual hearing may be. So remember, the, the court's going to be supremely backlogged because of thousands and thousands of cases that have been moved. And that's true for criminal uh, cases too. So remember, you want to get everything done now. Let's not wait any longer and drag it out any longer than we have to. Uh, this says that I'm a, I'm a custodial parent. My ex claimed my son on last year's taxes. We alternate. So she received the stimulus money for him. He has been with me the entire time during the shutdown. So shouldn't it come to me and am I entitled to it and how can I get it? I assume we're talking about the $500 just for the child. Um, I mean, if she was in violation of filing taxes against the de decree. So let's say that she filed when she shouldn't have, obviously that's a contempt, but let's say it's her actual year to file and he's wanting the $500. You know, we're in uncharted territory on this stimulus money stuff because obviously we've never dealt with it before, uh, at least not in this capacity. Even the, um, what I call the old crusty guys that have been around a long time um, haven't even dealt with these issues before. And so when the courts reopen, that's when we're going to really start facing how to deal with these stimulus money issues. Now, if you're going to go after $500, okay, and we have to file a bunch of stuff to get you the $500, we're going to spend way more than $500 to get your $500. So unless you want to 
just do it on principle, which would be kind of silly, um, but I understand people that <laughs> like to do that. Um, it's going to cost way more than going after that $500. Again, there may be some rulings that come down that say that if the individual is a, is a custodial parent and the child's lived with them, they deserve the 500 If that's the case, then the courts will address it. But right now, because the court systems have been closed down, there's not been any rulings on these stimulus monies. Um, the, you know, the best thing that we can do is, is at this point, she should have at the very minimum split that 500 with uh, the parent, the custodial parent, the guy that wrote in, uh, simply because at this point, we've been telling people it needs, you know, she gets her part, you get your part. And if you've got children, you split the amounts for that child. But again, that's not been any official rulings. That's just kind of been the consensus of the family law bar, meaning the, uh, the attorneys in family law as to what should happen until we get official rulings from the court. Jeff Hensley's on the phone, 918-460-KMOD. Uh, this says, injured spouse is an IRS thing. To, sorry. Uh, my ex-wife is ordered to pay me $165 a month of child support, and she makes above minimum wage. Is that due to my income being higher, or should it be more? It'd be due to any number of things. I'd have to look at their computation. I mean, it could be that his income is higher. It could be that uh, she's paying for insurance, which lowers her monthly amount. Um, it could be that she's paying for daycare and that lowers her amount. I mean, there's all sorts of scenarios or all sorts of things on the child support comp, which could change that amount. It could also be the number of overnights involved. So um, whoever wrote this in, if you're listening, give me a call. I'll be happy to look at your child support comp for free and tell you where that number comes from and why, and if we need to modify it. So um, it, it, it I wish there was a straight answer, but because there's so many things that could be different variables in that child support comp, it could affect the total number. Uh, we just need to see what it is and, and what those numbers are and how they come out. Jeff Hensley's on the phone, 918-460-KMOD. If you have a question, you can call up and ask Jeff that question on the phone, 918-460-KMOD, or you can also send a text BMMS and what that is to 82945. One of the questions I get asked all the time, because I get this said to me, oh, you talk to Jeff Hensley all the time. What about XYZ? Suddenly by osmosis, I suddenly have all this legal information, <laughs> which I always say call Jeff. But one of the questions that was asked that I think is a really interesting one is what's the time frame it would take if I wanted to change my uh, payment amount that I pay my ex-wife? As far as child support, well, it depends. And the reason I say that is this. I know that's the joke among attorneys is when we get asked a question, we always say, well, it depends. And this is why it depends in this situation. If she is willing to agree to modify the amount, whether it be for alimony or child support, then it's a very quick process because all we do is we file a motion and then we file an agreed order. Let's say, for example, she doesn't agree to modify either one of those. That's when it becomes costly and that's when it can become time consuming because... That means we still have to do everything like a normal case, meaning we've got to file a motion, we've got to have our hearings, we've got to do mediation, we've got to do discovery, we've got to do all these things that the court requires, and at the end of the day, we still may need to have a final hearing uh, because she's wanting to fight and take it that far. So it really does depend. We've got some people that are very understanding that numbers is numbers, as the old saying goes, and so it's very simple and quick. And we've got others that want to fight about it every step of the way, so... You could get it done fairly quickly, or you could take six months to a year to fight this out, depending upon the judge's schedule, what county we're in, and how much the parties want to fight. So it can be quick, 
can be, it's what I tell everybody is that every case is person specific, meaning your case can be affected by you and your ex, and that can affect the time, the money, and the involvement in the case. It all just depends on how much you guys want to fight about it. Should you separate first? Go ahead, Sam. Should you should you separate before you divorce or just straight go to divorce? Either one is fine. It doesn't affect it one way or the other. Um, all it is is an official, let's say you separate before you actually file. That means your separation date is before your filing date, which is important to note because any after separation, anything that you guys run up financially belongs to that individual person. And let's say you guys are still living in the same house and we file. Well, that then becomes the filing date as to when things are owed individually as opposed to a separation date that occurred. So it doesn't matter. Um, I will say people that come to me and want to do legal separations as opposed to a divorce, um, I always tell them because it's true, every legal separation that I've ever done in 15 years has always ended up in divorce. You want to start that way? Fine. But most of the time it ends up in divorce and we've wasted a lot of money doing the legal separation when we could have gone directly for the divorce. But, you know, there are different reasons, whether it be for religious reasons or otherwise, that people want to do legal separations, which is a different document and a different petition than a divorce. But as far as other things, other things, Sam, it doesn't really matter. Well, don't talk to bozos like me. Talk to someone that knows what they're talking about. Make sure you call Jeff in his office. He can give you all the advice that you need. You get a free consultation over the phone for just mentioning KMOD or the Big Mad Morning Show for 15 minutes. And that phone number is 918-398-5692 for Hensley and Associates. And Jeff will answer those questions and quit wondering what it'll be like. Quit begging for it to be different in terms of how much you pay for child support, and just call Jeff and get the process started. 918-398-5692 for Hensley & Associates. Jeff, thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next week. Hey, sounds good. Take care, guys. See you later. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. Or you can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. All right, Sam, I'm going to give you your choice. It's going to be either, oh, hell no. Or, oh, hell no. (laughs) Again, the choices are, oh, hell no. Or, oh, hell no. I'm going to go, oh, hell no. <laughs> Put some stank on it. Mm-hmm. So uh, a man has been accused of hiding in the bedroom of a 12-year-old girl for months. Oh, hell no. <laughs> go ahead and say it. Oh, <laughs> <You're> hell no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. The man is 21 years old. He met this 12-year-old girl on social media. They met at a uh, a casino, if I remember correctly. And then he moved into her bedroom, hiding underneath her bed and in her closet. Nope. He traveled from Washington to Oregon 
got into this girl's bedroom, hiding in some sort of cavity that was under the bed after removing slats that held the mattress. He's now charged with sexual abuse uh, of a minor, of course. Uh, the lawyer the convinced a judge to release his client from custody to a clean and sober house with GPS monitoring and a curfew. The judge said he was disturbed by all the allegations and described her decision as a very uh, decision as a very close call. He was arrested in March in the girl's bedroom. He contacted the girl via social media, traveled to Washington State to meet her in early February, and then after telling her to find him at the a resort and casino, according to records, he moved into the girl's room on February 10th. The grandfather first spotted him at the home on February 25th, told him to get out and leave the girl alone. He then sneaked back onto the property, returned to the girl's room, and stayed there till later when the police arrested him. He admitted he had stayed in the girl's room and had sex with her on multiple occasions. Oh, my God. It was oh my argued God. to keep the 21-year-old locked up while he awaits trial, saying he has no family ties to the area, no job, and returned to the girl's house even after he was told to stay away. Those are all reasons to keep him locked up. He had communicated with the girl previously on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, and through text messaging. Yeah, and needs to be put underneath the prison. That 100% reminds me of like that guy on Slingo that wanted to go see a movie with me <laughs> on the internet that I was talking about, or that I was talking to. I used to play the Remind everybody game about that Slingo. story. Yeah, I used to play, play a, a game on Slingo online, like AOL dial-up, and you could chat with people, and you could chat with people in your area, and this dude, who was, like, way older than me, was, like, I think I probably was about 12 years old, was, like, oh, my God, yeah, I want to go see that movie, and it was a kid's movie that I wanted to go see, and so I was, like, meeting up with this guy, and my dad had happened to be walking by and read it and lost his effing mind, but I didn't know I mean, yeah, I was just like, cool, this older guy's going to pay for a movie? This is awesome. Not, you know, that this is Chomoville. You don't know that at 12. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Probably now people do, but at, at the time I didn't. I was like, he likes to play Slingo and watch kids' movies? Cool. <laughs> this guy is the perfect match for me. Mm. Right. No, mm. yeah, I just thought I made a friend. That's it. Mm, yeah, you made a friend all I'm right. I'm like, he could drive. <laughs> He'd pay. He would pay for the movie. Awesome. Yeah. Let's go see Monsters Inc. Wow. So, so many questions. Obviously, with this story, how did he go unnoticed? Right. He's for got, so long. He's got to go to the bathroom at some point in time. Um, he's got to eat. The only thing that I could think of, because I thought the same thing, was that the little girl, the twelve-year-old girl, would go and bring him food. Right, go downstairs, mm -hmm. go sure. raid the kitchen, bring him some food back. But that doesn't, and maybe, I mean, you'd just be real sneaky going to the bathroom, maybe uh, during the day. The or girl like, goes, like, to distract the family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, hey, guys, everyone come here and learn this new dance so that he can go pee or whatever. Right, and you think that she's just being, you know, 12-year-old girl, being silly, doing, you know, baby shark, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, or whatever. Meanwhile, At 12? Yeah, 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 man, yeah, man. I, I don't think they do the baby shark at 12, oh, man. they do the baby shark at 12, 12 and I'll tell you. 12 is like what, 7th grade? 
Uh, something to that effect. Sixth, probably. seventh? Sixth or seventh grade. Uh, my daughter, yeah, uh, my as a matter friends of fact, were getting... Go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, my daughter, uh, at that age, 12, 13, that's how I learned about the, the baby shark, because she was doing some weird dance or whatever and singing, and I was like, what the hell is this? And then she went through the whole gamut, and that was before baby shark do 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 became what it was. So she was like, she was ahead of things, my daughter was, you know. Uh, um, I, I hear you on like sneaking food in, candy. but let's just go ahead, Sam. My, I was going to say my friends were definitely like getting handsy with boys and movie theaters and stuff, <laughs> going to first and second base at 12. Mm. Yep. Nope. I don't want to hear that. Yep. I specifically remember watching Bring It On with three of my girlfriends and they had two dudes with them and I didn't have anybody because I was chonky. And so I didn't have a date, but they did. And I just sat next to my friends, you know, getting hands with each other. Feeling left out. Mm. Not giving, getting, right. by the way. <laughs> um, the, the thing that is weird is I agree. Like the kid could have snuck food up. He maybe even had like a, a bottle he could have went to the bathroom in. Okay, fair, yeah. But did you ever clean that room? Did you ever put laundry away? Oh, so Did you ever help for, your kid make the bed? Like the parents, grandparents, whoever the adult is yeah. in the situation. Good point. Good was there a sibling point. that would have tattled? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they'll rat you out quick. Siblings will. And by the way, you Grandpa the- being like, get out of here. I would be. I would immediately be, be calling the police. Like it's a cat like, Why did Grandpa just ask him to leave? There's a problem that you're here, so it's it's more than just a hey, can you leave the property? This is like actually stay, so I can make a phone call or two. Yeah, and this guy, right. he doesn't look young. Like I could think, like okay, maybe he's an older guy that has kind of a baby face or whatever, and he could pass for a, you know, sixteen year old. Okay, not the case at all whatsoever. This guy looks like he's twenty one. Right. There's a couple factors here, too, of like, obviously, this person's a predator, but how did this 12-year-old meet up with them on social media? Oh, that's easy. Hmm. How? Like, especially through Snapchat, if, like, you just scroll through and can talk to random people. Same thing on Instagram. They lived in different states. Yeah. I mean, I get contacted on Instagram by people in different states. Yeah, hold on. Explain it to me like I'm five. How does a 12-year-old communicate with a 21-year-old in another state via Snapchat? Um, ooh, Snapchat's not where I am the best at because I don't do that, but I can explain it to you on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. All you do is have to scroll through friends and friends of friends. You have to go hunting. Very easy. Yes. Yeah, you have to go hunting. You're a predator. And then you that's send what I'm saying, out, though. but that's know, what I'm 20... saying. Like it's not an accident. Yeah, of course, no, no, no. It's not an accident for sure. The guy did it on purpose. He was looking for some vulnerable girl that was down. But you're jumping to an assumption, aren't you? Mm, no, because she had to be she was down? in some way. If if oh, DTF down. 
That's what you mean, right? God, I hope so. <laughs> they had sex together. Right. No, I know. But you said you said down. So I, my mind went with she was feeling emotionally down and he lifted her up. That's mm-hmm. where I thought you meant. But no, you no, meant no. DTF. Oh, no. Okay, no. That's where I thought. That's, I but thought maybe that quarter. too. Yeah. 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 I mean, it could have been either situation. Just say, hey, I like your profile. What's going on? Chunky little 12 year old kind of, you know, feels bad about herself. Cutting not get in the attention from the boys in her class. This guy, this creep, is fishing on the Facebook, trying to find somebody, finds this chunky 12-year-old, and is like, hey, you're the prettiest woman I've ever met in my life. Man, you sure do act a lot older than than what you put out to be or whatever. Right, you're so you're, mature. You're so mature for a 12-year-old. My God, man, how come the girls my age can't be more like you? Oh, my God. Ew, I, I know oh adults God. that succumb to that. Ew. I know adults that get any get attention from somebody and they start going, oh, this, no, this is legitimate. Oh, they must really like me. Oh, like, but I guess I see it as how do they, how do they make the connection? Right. How do they, you know, do you see what I'm saying? Like, that's the part I have trouble with. I didn't know there's like a, you know, a chat roulette of like some people just randomly contact somebody. I guess that just proves why you need to have some sort of software on your kid's phone so you can watch those type of things when they happen. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. those those creepos out there like this guy that are out there fishing and whatnot, essentially, I mean, they'll do whatever it takes. Like Sammy said, man, find a friend, go through their friends list. Oh, man, you, you sure do look pretty, little girl. Click. You fish. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and uh, he caught one. I have said this before to my wife, and I will say this to my children as they get older. I'm not afraid to break a phone in half. No. No. I don't care. I'm not afraid to lose my mind. I swear to God. I'm right on the edge of it. That's not losing mind. Didn't your dad ever yank the phone phone out of the wall when you were younger? Mm, No, but he turned it off when I got in trouble. It's the same essential yeah, thing. Yeah, this is kind of the same thing. Take a door off the hinges. Had that happen to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can't be responsible with it, you don't get to have it. I had a I had a toy gun. I'll never forget this, man. We were supposed to be cleaning the backyard. Instead, we were back there. It's when we was living in California. We were just screwing around being kids, right? My brother and I. And uh, my dad took this gun. It was my favorite toy gun. Looked at me straight in the eyes and broke it over his knee and then said, get back to work. Took it and threw it in the trash. Same basic thing, which is with the telephone. Different new toy. Poor give Right, but there's this misconception because it's a phone. Right. And it's expensive that nothing bad will happen with it. No, I don't care. I'll just break it. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll just have to save up and buy another one. Right. Because I'm sure you paid for that first And then one. if you... <laughs> That's right. And then if you do it again, I'll break it again. And eventually you'll go, this is kind of expensive that I'm spending. Is it worth jeopardizing losing it? But I love Right. Is him. it worth... Oh, this is so expensive to be a skank. <laughs> <laughs> that never stopped a whore. Uh, all right. We got to take a break. We'll come back, find out what everybody, everybody learned. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMO.
Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. I'm going to find out what everybody learned. Sam, what was your favorite part of the show? Well, I learned that it's expensive to be a skank and truck nuts are for dipping. <laughs> your boat. Your boat. When you're back in the boat in the water. Yeah, that's it. Gimpy, what'd you learn today? I learned after today's Our Listeners Are Awesome, I am glad that I am not a nurse of any kind whatsoever. And I also learned that Sam doesn't want the big wide ones. Hmm? Uh, I learned that the text that that boy sent, and then she sent a picture, the 12-year-old sent a picture. I'm sure he didn't just go, I'm not sure why he didn't just go, hey, little boy, why are you texting me? Why are you flipping me off, Sam? For real. I just feel like there's a hidden message there. That's what I feel like. I was talking about the story I read. Oh, right, 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 right. Yep. Mm -hmm. It isn't always about you. Oh, you know who you're talking to, bro? Kind of. Of course it's always about her, whether it is or not. Kind of. Coronavirus. Well, then let me clear that up with this. (laughs) Let me clear that up with this next text. Somebody on the show has a tattoo on their inner lip that says, this is a nut tray. <laughs> now, is it about you, Sam? Mm. It's Corbin saying, no. make sure that dishwasher's loaded right. Maybe it is. I'm Stephen Sam, and this is your mother. This is Gimpy, <laughs> and I'm sorry. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show would like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total, total, total douchebag. douchebag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll. It's over. Bicycle Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.